Introducing the all-new Romeo y Julieta Passione. The story of this cigar dates back almost a year, during a visit to the Flor de Coupon factory in Honduras. We witnessed the endless amount of passion and love the workers put into each and every cigar. This hand-rolled cigar uses a blend of Dominican and Honduran filler tobaccos, along with a rich and flavorful binder from the US. The wrapper is a zesty Ecuadorian Habano leaf that offers up notes of pepper, leather, nuts, and a dash of cocoa. Ignite your passion and pick up a box of the Romeo y Julieta Passion at jrcigars.com. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode, Jordan, 251, Smoke Night Live. It's Friday. I am fired up. I know you're fired up, Jordan. I'm fired up! Jordan's fired up. We're both fired up. It's been a long week. We've been busting our hump on the new version of the Dojo app, and it's getting ever so close to allowing a small group of beta testers in. So if you're interested in helping us, you know, let me know offline. You'll but know you're special if we're you get the evite. <laughs> we're super excited, Jordan, about... Uh, we've gone from, like... You know, it's crazy. You're d- when you're developing these things, you go, like... You go, Jordan, you go, like, two steps forward, like, three steps back. And then you get frustrated, and then you get... And then you solve those problems, and then you're, like, excited again. And, and then, then it just... Something it, else breaks. It's a cyclical... You know, thing of just of finally fixing getting issues. close to where it looks... Yes. Good, and it feels good, too. T- this week, we worked really hard on the cigar check-ins. So, like, you'll be able to check into a cigar, which is going to be really cool. Rate it when you check in. So, the idea... I'm just going to go ahead and throw this one out early, Jordan. We want to get people involved in this. So, like, when you... You just get this in your head. Like, when you check in, you can thumbs up or thumbs down a cigar. So, the idea is, like, you check into a cigar while you're smoking it. And you don't just check in just to check in. You check in while you're smoking <laughs> And... You give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, but not just not just a thumbs up in general. You give it a thumbs up if it's good right then, like the one yeah. that you're smoking. Kind of went with um, Rotten Tomatoes, kind of a rating system rather than like a, a five stars or ten stars. It just gets too confusing. Did you like the cigar or not? That's, let's make it as simple as possible. But not only that, but you might like it one time, and then you check in the next time, and maybe it's not it's not doing it for you the next time. So then you thumbs down at that time. That's what makes it fun. Is like you're you're literally re-ranking it every time, you know. Like it might be thumbs up every time, or it might be thumbs down every time. But it's only fun if you if you're you know uh, dealing with that cigar right then when you're smoking it right then. That'll be that'll be what makes it fun. And the and the system will will tell you uh, you've checked into it ten times. You know you liked it nine out of ten. It's going to give you ninety percent. Right. And it'll tell you what the rest of the community thinks. Exactly. Like you might you might have it at ninety percent. Community has it at sixty-seven uh, percent. You know, right? So you'll have a feel for a. What does the cigar dojo community think of it? B. What do you think of it? Which is super cool. So uh, we've already got. Uh, which will help you, like, uh, kind of track your yeah. your smoking history Experience. as well. Yeah, your smoking history. So that's one of the cool things. One of my other favorite features, Jordan, of the new app is the leaderboard. Yes. You'll be you'll be able to see where you rank among the tens 
of thousands of other Cigar Dojo members on an all-time basis. Or on a, what, we got, we got daily, we got weekly, we got monthly. And all time. And all time. So you'll be able to see like where you rank in those different various categories. So everybody wants to be the top dog of the day, right? And if you Flavor are. Flavor OD, baby. Flavor OD. And if you are, who knows, maybe you'll be earning a, uh, your first degree white belt. Oh, yeah, you're going to belt up, baby. I wonder who's going to be the very first black belt on the dojo. The cool thing about the belts <coughs> and the leaderboard is we can maybe even <laughs> offer actual prizes. You know, the first yeah. X amount of guys that reach black belt get, who knows? Maybe they'll get a something. I'm not going to say what, because if I do, people are going to freak out. So anyway, so that's getting extremely close, and we can't, I mean, I'm literally like, uh, you know, I'm Jordan, I'm bursting at the seams. Everyone's always bursting at the seams with you. I know. And, and by the way, that's spelled I like the image. S-E-A-M-S. Seams. Yes, because it draws a little seam in the word. Right. That's how I think about oh, it. Oh, <laughs> I never even thought about it that way. Tonight is the Hidden Gems show. And when I say <laughs> hidden gems, I'm talking about our guests because they should remain hidden. But they are gems, <laughs> each and every one of them. Uh, we got the whole dojo review team except for Velarock. I think he's more of like a behind-the-scenes guy, Jordan. Just like me. Yeah, he's more of a behind-the-scenes guy. But other than Velarock, we've got Robbie Raz. We've got Randy Griggs. We've got Bear Duplissa. We've got Kevin Acuff. They're all on the show tonight. This is the first time we've ever done this. Look at this. Look at that screen. There's Woo-hoo! guys from everywhere. Holy mackerel. Here's a story. I'm going... <laughs> Mind blown. Oh, look at that. What are you doing down there? <laughs> I am going to go... I'm going to go to Robbie Raz first. Robbie Raz... Let's say okay. let's say nobody in the world knew you, Robbie, and I and and I was just saying, Robbie, introduce yourself to Smoke Night Live. Uh, I'd say uh, um, I'm Rob. I'm a Virgo, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, what, I, I enjoy cigars. Uh, for some reason, there's a saw hanging up in the background on my cigar dojo poster. I don't know why, but can't remember the last time I sawed something. Don't but, disrespect uh, the dojo. Robbie. No, I'm defending the dojo. Oh. Robbie's like there is, Robbie is yeah. like a uh he's like a um a horror movie buff. I'm kind of worried now when I see that saw. <laughs> when you see saw? When I see the saw hanging behind him. I'm a big him. fan of the saw movies myself. Well, the uh, I think I the first think... one was pretty good. After that, agreed. No. Agreed. You know they they are rebooting that franchise. Of course they are. Uh behind the acting, writing and I believe directing of Chris Rock. What? Oh, what? <laughs> wow. Wow. I didn't even know. I didn't you could know totally did be that. making that up. No, totally true. All right, oh, so let's go, let's go to Mr. Craft Beer, uh, Randy Griggs. Randy, introduce yourself to the, uh, the world of Smoke Night Live. Uh, Randy Griggs, born and raised in Santa Cruz, flavors, sensory evaluation specialist. Wow. Straight Done. to the point. Randy, how, <laughs> many, how many certificates do you got? Be honest. um i i mean for 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 beer certified cicerone i'm a master brewers association beer steward yes for a number not a list Uh, (laughs) 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 i gotta gotta count them i I, I don't know there's a um there's a bookshelf put put an over Uh, and under on it just put an over and under on it 13 okay that's pretty good that's I'm going to say 13 and a half as my over-under. And where are they hanging? Oh, you ought to have the half. You're right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, 
currently they are on a bookshelf as um as I will reveal more on Flavor Odyssey later, um, there will be a new addition to my household where they will all be replaced and hung in all their glory. Randy's trying to say he's well hung. But let's move on to um, <laughs> let's move on to his first ever appearance on Smoke Night Live, none other than Eloso Efumar. Bear Duplicia, how you doing, Bear? Oh, I am doing fantastic, gentlemen. Good evening. Good is, evening, Dojo. Is he this saying is, your uh, name right? Uh, like he, probably not. He got it closer the second time, uh, but the first time it was it was off. Duplissa. It, it was off both times. It's Duplissy. Okay. Duplissy. Duplissy. Yeah, Duplissy. yeah, yeah see, like, see like a body of water, not like, you know, you pronounce the A. Oh, so. okay. Like a body of water. Duplissy. Duplissy. We can just go with this Spanish, El Osifumar. Or bear. It's fine, too. Yeah, how did you get the, what's the uh, the uh, I mean I know what it means but El Oso Fumar t- tell people what that means so they understand the whole bear thing, right? Oh, it's the it's the perfect uh, it's the perfect combination of myself. It's a mixture of English and Spanish, man. It's uh the smoking bear. The smoking bear. Yeah. Very nice. And you know what uh, if you don't know already, uh, not only does Bear do great reviews on Cigar Dojo and not only does he appear with Coop in some live stuff, but he has his own show, and I've been on that show. I was on that show in the Dominican Republic. It was a blast, Bear. Tell everybody about that show. Yeah, um, yeah. when I misspoke a moment ago, I said that uh, it, my na- the Elos Fumar is a com- perfect combination. Of, but the name of my show is actually the perfect combination of me. It's English and Spanish. It's Elos Fumar Takes. Uh, I use a hashtag in front of it just because, you know, got to get with the times and, you know, try to be hip. Get a hash. Um, but... Um, but it's a, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a show I do every Sunday night. Uh, Eric, you've been on it. Uh, Rob's been on it too. Um, it's a true story. And, and uh, it's it's a it's a, I, what I like to do is I kind of like to talk about honestly. I like to talk about stuff that interests me uh, with my guests, and you know, talk a little cigars along the way. But I kind of I kind of lean more into the human side of uh, of the cigar industry a little bit. That's at least that's my goal. Uh, it started with shorter takes, and I just I just found myself really enjoying these conversations that I was having and my audience did too. And so it, they've gotten progressively longer, unfortunately. I don't think we'll ever hit like the, the territory that Coop and I do on special edition, which is like <laughs> three and a half hours, Nobody four hours. Nobody can hit that. Yeah. So on a consistent basis. Bear, so. if, if you hit that, y- your shows would just run into each other and overlap. So you can't, right. there's no, there's no theoretical way you could possibly do that. Yeah. Definitely don't want to do that. And finally, Last but not certainly not least, the only Hall of Famer, the only Dojo Hall of Famer to show up on Smoke Night Live tonight, the none other than Kevin Acuff in Sin City. Kevin, how are you? I am doing wonderful. Hello, Dojo. You know, Eric, Jordan, thanks for having me on. It is definitely an honor to be part of such, I mean, like I look at these guys on here and it's just like, I feel like a complete and total rookie in the room. That's like the experience level across this room is just amazing did you bring your hall of fame coin t- tonight did you plan i on have my that? hall of, i i have my hall of fame coin laying on the shelf right over here we'll definitely make sure that uh that we uh show that for mr randall griggs appreciation yeah, i think he forgets what it looks like <laughs> you know it's like wait 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 see so you know it's like ah look at that beast look at that the golden coin. Beautiful that, thing. Show, show the other side, too. Let's see the other side. Only about 15 of those have been handed out? Oof. 15 to 20? Yeah. Hey, Jordan, 
Well, there's 15 to 20 of those. I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, there's only one of these. <laughs> oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Just so is one. that like a that's a that's a participation in fame, though, right? It's um, it's a one of a kind trophy. It, there's, 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 no, there's no fame, no fame, just participation. No, no fame associated with it whatsoever. Correct. Wow. Absolutely. One correct. of a kind. Jojo Trophy. So, so boys, tonight, tonight we're going to be talking hidden gems. Uh, these are we're going to be talking cigars that, you know, maybe don't get enough. This doesn't mean that they're like super obscure. They might be, but they might not be super obscure. They could just be a cigar that's really good that uh, doesn't get maybe the love for whatever reason. Like sometimes you just never know. Like why why does a certain cigar get a lot of media attention and some don't? And so tonight we want to try to highlight some of these which we'll get into later in the show but before we get there robbie i gotta ask you is cold cereal a soup is it soup uh oh man that's a weird question um like gazpacho is cold so is cereal soup i've never really thought about it uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say yes yeah, I mean, it, it sort of meets the criteria. What would you say, Randy? Is Randy, you're the food expert. Is is cereal? A soup? I, I, was, I was about to say, I'm 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 all, I'm I'm saddened that Robbie um, mis uh, answered that. Uh, it's clearly not a soup. Uh, the same way a hot dog is not a sandwich, um, nor is a taco a sandwich. Yeah, you, you absolutely know, the, true story. The, the, these are the important things that that we have to get right in life. To keep our society aimed in the right direction. Yeah, cereal is cereal. That's what it is. It's cere- Thank you. Exactly. Rob, what I'm what, def- what defines soup? Reflect on this. What defines yeah, soup? What does define soup? Uh, soup would absolutely entail some sort of broth that maybe a mirepoix is prepared in. Um, mirepoix is not a like like it has to happen <laughs> for yeah, soup. But be uh, better than that. The, the the broth, the broth is really. really I'm I'm gonna go with broth as being the defining character. Doesn't uh, doesn't the milk, milk become broth like after it's no, mixed milk, for milk a little while? Ne- oh, no, just, it becomes fermented and bad. <laughs> it's around for a while. I don't know. It, so then, it, then, then it would be yogurt yeah. soup, right? I I would say that that cereal is more a yogurt <laughs> with flakes than it is a soup. <laughs> I don't know the official requirements, but just a quick search says it has to be a liquid dish typically made by boiling meat, fish, or vegetables in stock or water. But I don't know if that's like... Oof. That seems just so bland. Is that Wikipedia or... That's just the Google Dictionary. (laughs) Fake news. Wait a minute. Now, Can can I change my answer? Yes. I I don't care. I think it's a chili. I'm going and I don't... (laughs) Chili is nice. I do like chili. Is, hey, that's a good question. Chili bear is chili. chili is chili like an actual? Uh, is it a classification? Like it's an actual classification. What, what is? Yeah, chili? I mean, I I would say that a chili is a chili. There's definitive. There's a definitive difference between soup, stew, and chili. Oh, mm, thank you. A stew. You. Well done. Well See, done. Now, to me, a stew means like that the food was like cooked in into the liquid. Like it's it. Stewing in it's its stewing juices. In the juices. <laughs> yeah, a stew is more a stew is more like solid based, where a soup is more liquid based. And chili is just its own awesomeness because it's it's chili. So chili's like cereal. So it's just a, chili. So it's wait, what, what about oatmeal? Mm. What about oatmeal? That's cereal. That's a cereal. That's a yeah. cereal. 
Yeah, why? Well, I mean, it could, can I can I ask? But, it, so, but, it, but it's it's thick. It could also be a chili. It's a, <laughs> chili. Oh. a chili cereal. No, 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 no. Okay, so so I I gotta ask because is I'm a huge chili fan and Bear's a Texas guy. Um, Bear, with or oh, without God. beans. I will eat chili with beans in it, but it is not genuine chili. No, you'd have to call it chili with beans. If yeah, it's chili. It's chili with beans. Yeah. Hey, I made a chili with beans. Right. Yes, it's a mouthful, but whatever. Uh, but no, chili does not. Chili does not have beans. Absolutely, hundred percent. No. Hey, bear. What? That's, that's why, a very Texas thing. Why? Yes. Bear, how come people in Texas don't know what pork green chili is? Why is that? And why are they so dumb? I, I don't know, man. Because pork green chili is the, is the absolute, amazing. It's, it's awesome. It's, Can I cuss on here? Oh, did somebody sure. just did shit? It is that. Yeah, pork green chili is the shit. It's um, only in Colorado and New Mexico, pretty much. And believe me, last summer when I went up to when I went up to Colorado, you bet uh, you best believe I ordered it at every restaurant. Well, yeah, I mean, come on. I would say, you know, uh, Kevin, a minute ago, Randy said something that just kind of like slid through the cracks. Kevin, he said a hot dog isn't a sandwich. Why isn't a hot dog a sandwich? It's got bread. It's got meat in the middle. Doesn't why doesn't it? It it has it has condiments. Yeah. Why? Why is that? Is a hamburger it's, a sandwich? A, of course it's a, a hamburger is a sandwich. A hamburger is definitely a sandwich. Yeah. Then what the hell is the difference? What's the difference? <laughs> From a hot dog? Yeah. Is this even a real conversation? Are we <laughs> on the air right now? <laughs> it, it seems like most of us are. I think we're missing one up in the top left there. Sorry. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm down on the bottom right, too. Look at that. Now I'm, you're all you're all film noir. Our, you're like the detective our, trying to find the answers. Sorry, Sexy guys, cam yeah. died or something. I don't know what it was. Sexy cam crashed. You loaded it with sexy. Now, it was a hot dog a sandwich. I mean, that's like the million-dollar question. What do you say, Kevin? I think it's a sandwich. Oh, wow. That's, what that's If it's great. not a sandwich, so a, Randy, what is take. it? Yeah, same as chili. It has its own classification. Actually, you know what? Interestingly, uh, if I may, uh, yes, I may. have not eaten hot dogs in years and years and years. I swore Wait, them off. Fast boost the word interesting there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but this week, yesterday, in fact, I received a box. I, I treated myself to a Father's Day present yeah, for my uh, first Father's box Day. Box of hot dogs? I got myself a box of Snake River Farms. Uh, it's called their Steakcation. Huh? Oh. S-T-E-K-A-K? Uh, staycation, and it, it came with a pack of Wagyu American beef hot dogs, and I'm pretty darn exciting, uh, excited about making a uh, Mexican street-style uh, wrapped in bacon, smothered in cream, and everything else that you would find at a, on a street stand in Mexico or Tijuana and or on the way to a, a ball game. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's that's how I'm going to prepare those Wagyu beef uh, pr- prime hot dogs. I'm pretty excited. Robbie, sure I have your address for that one, Randy. I'll be over. <laughs> Robbie, do you boil your hot dogs or do you cook them on a grill? Oh. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's just sad. I do both. Yeah. I, what's I, well, no, I don't actually. I don't boil them. I steam them. The steamed hot dog is that's the way to go. That's nasty. Through. Come on. What's what? Why do boiled hot dogs it get such a bad a rap? Part? A hot dog at a ballpark? They're steamed. Yeah. They're steamed. Uh, uh, well, it's not good. I'll, I'll tell you, for boiling specifically, seeming slightly different, but boiling specifically, the reason for the bad rap is you are um, 
you're extracting part of the flavor you're into stirred. the water. You're stewing it. So if you taste the water afterwards, part, part of your flavor was, was uh, uh, depleted from the hot dog, therefore... You know, diluting the flavor of, of like, the meal. Like, That's uh, it. It's like aging your cigar without cello on it. Oh come on! It's like aging your cigar oh. on on the on the dashboard. <laughs> such a you're such a hot dog nerd, Randy. A hot dog nerd. What isn't Randy a nerd about? Okay, boys, let's get to the topic of cigars. Now, you guys all are uh, excellent cigar reviewers. I would say probably the greatest uh, team of cigar reviewers ever to. Walk the face of the earth. In fact, cigar team assemble. If, if we could just unite, <laughs> like the cigar Avengers unite in like some fun. way, there's like a Ooh, ring. If we were, which, ooh, could that be a story? That sounds like fun. Who yeah. be who? I don't know. Oh, Jesus. Nobody, nope, nobody talk. I'm gonna write it. And <laughs> Robbie, that's that's sort of my question to you is, uh, do cold. you do you? Here's the thing. You, Robbie, you seem to sort of be like a, a reviewer prima donna. Like, you only want to review, like, the greatest cigars ever to come out. Like, we give you, like, a cigar. You're like, oh, I got to review that. I'm like, come on, Robbie. We got to review. We have to review cigars. Like, we can't just review, like, you know, Tatawahe every single time. I mean. Um, why not? They're all 95s. <laughs> you don't even have to review Tatawahe's. They're all 95. It's true. That's, that's and if they're not done. now, eventually they will be. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are going to get I'll tell you. No, but Robbie, my question to you is, is uh, in reviewing cigars over the years, and you've reviewed cigars long before you were a part of the dojo, so you've got a, a lot of history here. Some of these other guys maybe not have as much history as you have, but can you think of some cigars that you reviewed that, A, either A, you can answer either way, uh, that you thought this is probably not going to be very good and then it surprised you, or B, this is going to be you know like the opposite of that, like uh, this is going to be great, it wasn't good, or this is going to be good and it wasn't that great. Like, Can you think of any off the top of your head that sort of surprised you when you actually got to the review process? Because it's a little different when you're reviewing it than when you're just sitting there with a nice drink and you're just having, you know, you're not having to think about it. But when you're actually having to think about it, sometimes it, your mind has changed. No, true story. Um, one that pops into my head as one that really surprised me is, uh, is the cigar that I just reviewed, the uh, Diesel Delirium. That's uh, the 2020 uh, limited edition. Is my camera frozen there? It's frozen. Or is that just on my end? A little bit. Kind of weird. Yeah, a little bit. Um, anyway. Uh, just keep talking. That one, yeah, that, that cigar surprised me. has a ton, a ton of flavor to it. Um, it's not that I was going in with low expectations. It's just that, uh, I don't know. I, it, it, uh, it really highlighted the wrapper for me specifically, and that Ecuadorian Sumatra is one of my favorites. So um, for that one. <laughs> It's really weird that I'm frozen, but you guys can still hear me. That's so strange. Uh, and I'm, I'm like, hardwired to the Internet this week. It's uh, whatever. Anyway, uh, that one is, is one that caught me off guard. As far as one that, uh, like, a cigar that I thought was going to rate higher than it did, um, nothing jumps out at me. No. And I, I do resent the uh, the prima donna thing. I've, I've never <laughs> once said that I... I I won't review a cigar. I, I think Randy has complained significantly more than I have. Um, but that's well, just me. beat me to the punch on that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I'm happy to, I'm happy to smoke back. anything. You're allowed to complain? <laughs> it just, you just got to uh, gotta know how to do it. 
You got to okay. find the right. Uh, you got to find the right uh, avenue for communication. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You got to figure it out for yourself. All right. What What about you, Randy? Do you have uh, Do you have any examples either way? Um, you know, I'm I'm still one of the newer reviewers on the site, I would say, and and so I'm still learning. But uh, I've had a great opportunity to smoke a lot of really really good cigars right out of the shoot. Um, I, I think you guys know uh, from private conversations, I fell in love with that darn um, H. Upman 175th during the review process. I, I would swear, I'd rather not name cigars, but there are cigars that I enjoyed at such a higher level while reviewing it than I did just like on the regular. Like, um, I, I would say that's that's more about my palate that I I'm still uh, learning about um, perceiving some of those more nuanced characteristics where like it does take a lot of attention for me necessarily to pull out certain flavors. And so there have, have been cigars that I enjoyed more, but I wouldn't say that I was surprised necessarily or, or had any preconceived uh, expectations that, that weren't met. What about you, Bear? Now, you've been doing this for a while as well. What, uh, any, any come to mind? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think that the, um, the one that can – the one that – well, the one that – the one that really surprised me just because I didn't have any level of expectation whatsoever uh, ended up and it ended up being pretty, pretty damn terrific was the, uh, the Luciano, the traveler. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That cigar was incredible. I, I mean, I, I knew the blend was going to be interesting. The tobaccos in it were, were really, you know, I mean, Bella de Oro, uh, almost, almost a pearl uh, through and through with it. And it being so limited, the Vitola was fascinating to me. I like smaller gauges, um, and so I really, really was looking, really looking forward to it, but I really had no, le- I, there was no benchmark. There was no level of, ex- of expectation. And so I was, I was really pleased. Um, I was really pleased with it. Um, and I really enjoyed it thoroughly. And I thought that that was, that was, it was surprising just because I, there, you know, I had no level of expectation and it was, it was truly something inspiring. Yeah. I think, uh, with those guys, um, on paper, that one should have been the best because it's, Looked interesting, I mean, being a Pelo de Oro Puro essentially, and it was the. And best. that was that Lancero, right? It was. It's a mix between uh, a Churchill yeah. and a Corona Gorda, kind of somewhere. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah, it, it it's kind of in between Vitolas. It's like it, whatever they call it, they can't. It, it's not. It wasn't an actual size. A Churchorda. Um, like it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. <laughs> size. Not that. Not that anyone adheres to traditional size names in this industry anyway, so it doesn't really There's matter. No you, they could have yeah. called it a double Robusto and whatever. But I, I, think, I think Rob and I were handed that cigar at IPCPR, and we were both blown away. What, um, which cigar was it? I was getting ice for my drink, and I, the, I stepped Lu, away. Luciano, the little the little oh, chat yeah, that was yeah, part yeah. of the MXS uh, uh, booth. Yeah, we 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 ended ended up. Rob interviewed the guy just because we got put together with him somehow. It was like kind of awkward. And he handed us these cigars. We had never heard of them, never had yeah. any expectations. And we were both looking at each other like going, oh, my God, this is really, really flavorful. Yeah, yeah Luciano sat me down. He'd lit up uh, the Dominique Wilkins for me, right. poured yep. me a beer, and he brought in Dominique Wilkins and Tiago Splitter to talk to me. And I was like, okay, all right, let's do this. <laughs> can, I, can I make a confession? Yes. Uh, there's only person on the face of this earth that knows that this is true is Randy. So at IPCPR, we're getting ready to uh, to interview these guys, and it's Ace Prime is the name of the company, right? Yeah, Ace Prime. Yes. And uh, and they bring out um, <clears throat> they bring out Dominique, 
and I'm standing there. We're getting ready to go Facebook Live, and I'm standing next to this Hall of Famer. I've watched this guy play like through. I've never been a huge NBA guy. I liked NBA a lot more when I was younger, but and that's when he was playing. And I'm standing there, and we're about ready to go live, and I completely forgot his name. <laughs> and I'm looking, and I could not, for the life of me, it was 30 seconds oh, of sheer absolute terror. Like, I couldn't think of it. And then finally I had to say, like, I can't even remember what excuse I used, but I walked over to Randy, and I was, like, getting something out of the backpack, and I whispered in his ear. I was like, what the hell is his name again? I can't think of it. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and I was like, it's a human highlight reel. Like, come on, dude, what are you doing? But I was just, it was the moment and I was not expecting to interview him and completely just, his name was completely gone. Ouch. Randy, thank you for helping me out on that one. You uh, saved the day. That does happen. I mean, I've been in, been in the same situation in Vegas where like, I'm talking to the guy or whoever it is and I we're like conversing, I know who it is. And then as soon as the camera goes, I'm just like, wait, wait, what was his name again? It's weird. Yeah, and you just completely yeah. lose it. And it's. It's not because this person isn't important to you or you don't care. It's just that moment and that pressure comes down real quick and boom, you just completely lose it. All right, Kevin, let's uh, let's wrap this segment up with you. Uh, any cigars that A, surprised you or B, uh, disappointed you because you had such high expectation for it? I mean, kind of like what you know, Randy said, I'm still relatively new to the, to the review game. Um, for me, I would say the one that surprised me is uh, one of my most recent ones was the the Punch Knuckle Buster. Hmm. Um, you know, I was I was concerned with that. It's like I had just I had read about it, and and you know, it's a budget cigar, and it's just you know, wasn't no really knowing what to expect with it. And you know, from the pre light all the way through, I was actually shocked with the flavor that that cigar put out, the transitions that it had. You know, I mean, I've smoked cigars that are, you know, three times the price that just didn't have the flavor profile or anything at all like that. I was, I was completely blown away. You know, how you can bring a cigar to market in that price point and make it that good. I mean, that was just a, a job well accomplished by Punch for sure. All right. All right, boys. So we're going to be talking about Hidden Gems next, but let's just go right to the commercial now, Jordan, because we're halfway through the first hour of the show. This show is sponsored by JR Cigars. One of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, including the brand new exclusive Romeo and Julieta Passion. Don't forget to check out their social media pages, including YouTube, where they feature cigar reviews, interviews, and their famous weekly top five videos. Check out JR Cigars for all of your premium cigar needs. Uh, Robbie, this is episode 251, Smoke Night Live. Uh, do you ever get writer's block, Robbie? And when you do, what do you do to like uh, jolt yourself out of writer's block? Um, I do. You mean like every day, twenty four hours a day, or? Jeez, <laughs> no, Robbie I'll, bashing I'll, I'll episode. Wear it. I'll wear it. I've earned it. It's. I've, and I just looked up on the website because I was trying to see is there a cigar that I've missed that I reviewed that you know, uh, maybe I didn't like or whatever. Cause I, nobody really wants to say that. Right. Nobody wants to say that I was expecting this and I got this cause oh, that just I'll seems kind of rude. But, uh, I've, I have in a year fellas, uh, just about, um, written one, two, three, four, five, six, seven reviews. So I have totally earned the, uh, the, the comments about uh, you have writer's block every moment of every day. I get that. <laughs> uh, sometimes, sometimes I do. And, and really, all the, the way I do my reviews, 
the dojo's got a very specific outline, right? I mean, we we have specific uh, things that we that we touch on, and I'll do I'll do kind of the outline of <clears throat> like fill in the basics while I'm actually smoking the cigar. So I'll have my laptop out there, and I'm you know the wrapper, binder, filler, factory, all that stuff. The stuff that I don't really need to think about, I just kind of have to find the info and plug it in. Um, but I find if uh, I'll make notes in uh, on my laptop while I'm uh, while I'm doing the review and. And I take notes and I've got a little notebook from when I put my laptop away. And I try to be preemptive with, uh, with running out of ideas of things to say and uh, write some colorful words or something that pops into my head, just a little anecdote or, or a little enhancers. note. Sentence enhancers. Yeah, something like that that really will, if I'm, if I'm struggling for something, I can go back to my notes and, and, uh, and pull from that. I'm I'm really disappointed in my internet connection today. It was so good on Wednesday, and not today. It's like I'm moving like it's 1986, and we're dialing up. And it's it's <laughs> not it's not a good look. I want to. Yeah, I want to. I want mean, to. Block does happen. It does. I want to post that question to Jordan, probably the most prolific writer in the room. Jordan, what do you do when you when you get to that point where you just can't think of anything to write? Does, do you have any kind of ritual that you do? You bang your head against just, the wall, or I'm just a machine? I just. <laughs> Man, spitting out content. Oh no! But I, I found that it, it is like any other muscle. Like if you, if I don't do a review or two every week, then it becomes that much harder each week that I don't do the review. So if it's been two weeks, all it takes like a lot of working up to to do the thing. But if you're just writing like a review every few days, you just start banging them. You're out. in a zone. Yeah. You're in a zone. Jordan, you are you are missing out on all the joys of procrastinating. Uh, <laughs> I'm such a procrastinator too. He would man. But you know Can can I ask a question? Yeah, of course. For for Kevin. Cause Kevin, this is like you really just started. You've you've been writing reviews for what, like two or three months now? Since March, yeah. Okay. So it's like super, super new. Do you find yourself and maybe this is a question for everybody, but I want to ask Kevin because it's still really fresh. Do you find yourself doing anything different when you're smoking a cigar for review? Do you uh, like? Do you block out the time for it? Do you like kind of plan that? Hey, I'm going to review this cigar on Wednesday, so I want to make sure I don't smoke anything else that day, or or whatever. Do you have any kind of? Have you developed any kind of reviewer's ritual, if you will? Absolutely. It's like the. I definitely plan them out. Um, you know, if I'm going to, you know, if I need to have a review in by Wednesday, you know, I'll try to, you know, smoke the first one kind of on Friday and, you know, maybe the second one Sunday. If I need a third one, maybe Monday. Um, I really try to watch what I eat, you know, so that way I don't eat something spicy or whatnot to kind of kind of ruin the palate. And then, you know, what I pair it with, you know, 99.9 percent .9 of the time I drink Topo Chico with it. Good man. You know, so that way there's not anything out there to alter what I'm getting from the cigar. You know, and it definitely, you know, it's, you know, I have my notepad handy and, and it definitely changes it because instead of just sitting in and enjoying the cigar, you know, I'm sitting and trying to think, you know, am I tasting this? Am I tasting that? You know, what's this? What's that? You know, and, you know, definitely refer to the flavor wheel, you know, from time to time as well to, you know, to see if I'm having trouble discerning, you know, what kind of pepper is it or what kind of a vegetal note am I tasting or whatnot. You know, I try to look at the flavor wheel to see, you know, if, if something jives with, 
you know, what my tongue is telling me. What about you, Bear? That's a great question. Bear, let's, let's hear your thought on that. Oh, I think that's a great question. Um, yes, I absolutely have a, uh, a ritual to when I review cigars. Uh, so I, uh, I first listened to what Jordan tells me. <laughs> and then no, I'm just uh, I thought you were going to say you put on a specific album or something. <laughs> I was no. going to say that's pretty awesome. No, I no, I, Enya. I, no, I actually, no, it's, it, it's not, it's not music. I, um, you know, or anything, but I, I definitely have a ritual with it. I always smoke it mid morning, uh, sometime between, uh, sometime between 10 and just before noon. Um, I mean, depending on how long the cigar goes, it, you know, it might, might take me into noon, but, um, but I think mid-morning is good. It's always my first cigar of the day. I don't pair it with anything other than water. Uh, I keep breakfast pretty bland that day. Uh, to uh, to Kevin's comment from earlier, it's usually oatmeal. Or soup. Uh, plain soup. <laughs> <laughs> We're going breakfast soup. I think it's a yeah, thing. It's a soup. movement. Oh, you guys are starting it. But uh, no, and then but I I kind of take in the whole cigar and um, you know as 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 readers of the website know I, I I'm a huge fan of qu- uh, quotations. And I use quotations as uh, parts of my review to, that have kind of inspired me along the way. And, and so when I'm taking in the cigar, I, I think about uh, wise words from much wiser people than I um, and in terms of how I you know, would describe the moment and everything. So I, you know, I'm not musically inspired, but I am inspired by uh, the words of uh, the wiser people before. And, and some are you know, still with us, so but I won't say they're, they're all gone. It's not just quotes, right? Like, I mean, you're a pretty big history buff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, he, yeah. Historical references, um, quotation references. I, I've, I've, thrown, I've thrown in a couple of music lyrics, too, you know, here and there. you got to spice it up every once in a while. Now, one of the uh, commenters asked for a, a review count um, of all the guys on here now. So I've got Bear's got 24. Kevin's got five. Randy's got six. Rob's got seven. Velarock's not here tonight, but he's got 38. Oof. Yeah, Velarock. Crushing it. King. Jordan, you didn't put you on there. I have like a- Jordan's got <laughs> seven thousand five hundred and twelve. <laughs> now, what about you, Randy? I assume that you like you probably walk into the room of certificates on your wall. You look at all the certificates that you've been awarded over the years, and that just gives you inspiration. He's actually, he's, he's built a, a cigar dome in his backyard, <laughs> kind of like biodome, but a little bit different. Where there's no outside impurities <laughs> and everything. Filtered is, air. There's, there's, filter. there's the unicorn running around in there. It's, <laughs> it's actually really sweet. If you guys get a chance to check it out, I highly recommend it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, well, no, no. I mean, Rob just pretty much spelled out uh, <laughs> my, 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 my scenario pretty clear. No, I... I I, I, I follow a similar uh, kind of cadence to uh, what everyone else has said. Uh, you know, uh, Rob, let me know ahead of time. Don't you can't drink beer. You know that, right? This is a serious thing. Like it can't be beer. And I was like, really? Is that a thing? Uh, so I do stick to just Topo Chico. Um, I will typically end up drinking like three Topo Chicos for a review, where I usually only drink one for uh, regular enjoyment. Um, like like uh, Kevin, I do like having the flavor wheel handy. Uh, just kind of spur uh, the vocabulary. Um, uh, uh, you, you know, often it, it's hard to put a word exactly to what you're picking up on. I actually do have a playlist that I play specifically uh, just when I wow. um, whoa, whoa, whoa. when I review. Um, it, it's all uh, uh, oddly enough, like totally. Nickelback. Um, <laughs> 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 and, and I was going to say, juxtapose. 
<laughs> hey, listen, are there any songs from the Rocky Four soundtrack on there? <laughs> no, no, I, that's a different playlist. Uh, that, that does exist. But no, no, it's all um, it's all uh, acoustic uh, tracks. There's no lyrics. Um, so, so it's just, um, yeah, you know, kind of a rhythm to keep me going. And actually, Kevin was a, a huge help to me when he joined just a few months back. As um, Jordan would like to tease, I'm kind of old school, and I I love the study of learning, um, and like I, I I make a big deal Nerd. about how people, how people learn in general. And like for myself, I really like multiple exposure. So I like I I speak out loud when I read, and I and I write. So I hand write my notes, and and that gives me multiple exposures. Right, you're reading it, you're you're saying it, you're feeling it, you're hitting all the stuff. Uh, but Kevin actually coming aboard helped me out a lot because it took me forever to do a review because I would handwrite this whole thing and it all have to be transcribed later. And he convinced me that I really should just start typing it while I smoke. And so um, since moving my home office out to the studio uh, where I have multiple screens and I can have my, my study material, up, my notes up and my review up all at the same time, um, that's helped me to uh, turn them out at a much greater click like i actually write it while i'm smoking it where before i'm writing it maybe three or four days after i smoked it uh just based on my notes and so i think that's uh that's helped my process quite a bit randy would have twice as many reviews in but he wants them to be so perfect by the time they come in i'm like just send it to me rough i'll just i'll do the rest come on let's go <laughs> i'm kind of the same way jordan it's like going back to the writer's block thing it's like as i've you know as i've written written down and write as I go. It's like, I'll go back there and read it. And, oh, no, I don't like that. And I'll change something. And then it's like, well, you know, maybe it was actually a little bit better before and go back and do it again. And it's just, yeah, it's, you, uh, guys, you guys are adorable. Absolutely adorable. <laughs> just, just send Jordan a roof and he'll give you the 16th chapel. That's, that's all you got to do. I've seen Jordan about 17 words. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's like Rob just writes them on the toilet, it. like yeah, taste, taste like leather, and I smell fart, and no, it's, no, I, I, maybe maybe a hundred and seventeen words. All right, boys, let's get straight into our our topic tonight. Tonight's the hidden gem show, and so what we're looking for tonight is one or two cigars that a that are just for whatever reason don't get the attention. That they probably should, because they're an, an amazing cigar, and it doesn't. It could be an obscure cigar that's just like a really hidden gem, or it could be like a very popular cigar. But it just for whatever reason, like you just don't hear about it that often. So I'm gonna go ahead and start, and then I'll go through the the list. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give my first one, which is I'm gonna say it's this HVC Serie A. Now this you guys might say, well, it was your number three cigar of the year. How could that mean it doesn't get much attention? But other than the dojo, it doesn't get a ton of attention. In fact, I would venture to say that HVC just as a brand doesn't get as much attention as it should because almost everything that these guys make is incredible. I mean, you're talking Aganorsa Leaf Tobacco. Uh, I think they're pretty much all made at Tabsa, which is now yeah. Aganorsa Leaf, called mm -hmm. Aganorsa Leaf. But this Serie A, and this is the Perlis that I'm smoking right now, it is such a Great good cigar. cigar. It's affordable. I, I could have gone with the 500th, but that's a little more limited. And th this one just fit the bill a little bit better for me. Um, before I go to the, the cast of characters, Jordan, what's your, your first Every once in a while, pick? I'll have like a uh, religious 
experience when I'm reviewing a cigar. So it's just oh, me oh. in the garage. You oh. know, and you just somehow you're just perfectly connecting with, and that Serie A was one of them. It was, I can, I'll always remember that smoking experience because it was, the smoke had such like a vaporous texture to it, and the, it tasted like Italian cookies, and like, I just really connected mm. on that one. But yeah. I'm pretty sure you texted all of us that day. And just, like, <laughs> guys, are you? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, no, I'll pick um, first one. I'm going to go with the Alec Bradley Coyol and the Petite Lancero Ooh, yes. size. I fully mm, expected one. one of you to come up with that one. Yeah, I mean, uh, I believe Cigar Aficionado gave this size uh, number 16 in, in 2016. But uh, this thing's named after a uh, plantation in Honduras with the same name. And um, it just has a, it really doesn't taste like you'd expect Alec Bradley to taste. It's much more of a finesse forward cigar to it. Um, a little more Cubanesque and concentrated on the, on the smoke onto your palate. But you know what's crazy about that cigar is uh, every, anybody who ever asks me, like, uh, what, what's the best Alec Bradley cigar? That's literally the very first thing yeah. out of my mouth. And that cigar, now I haven't tried any of the other sizes of that blend, but for, that's one of those examples, boys, of a Vitola that just hits the exact yep. mm-hmm. right Totally note, agree. Right? Like some, some like cigars are just good in, in every right. Vitola or they're this very similar you, you in every size. Vitola, but that particular Vitola is absolutely outstanding. And it's a size I don't, you're not going to find in their portfolio very often as well. Right. Don't try any Vitolas. Don't try any of the other Vitolas, Eric. That's, if you haven't, don't do it. That's the one, right? <laughs> You'll be disappointed. Just, just smoke this one. Just smoke that one. All right, so let's go. Uh, uh, the only one that I've smoked yeah. of that of that uh, particular blend. It's fantastic. And it's the only one I've seen. Like, I've never really even, like, I don't have any other Vitolas that have made their way into my humidor. Bradley Rubin turned us onto that one when we were at their uh, headquarters. He was like, have you had the quail? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, but in this size. And sure enough. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's a, it's absolutely it's a it's an amazing cigar. Yeah. All right, so Brad, I think it's Brad's favorite. Let's see. Let's go. Let's let's move to Kevin Acuff there in Sin City. Uh, Kevin, give us your first hidden gem of the night and why. It's like my first hidden gem. It's it's actually. I mean, I think kind of an obscure cigar um, from my uh, from our good friends down at Espinosa Cigars. It's the the uh, Espinosa comfortably numb the original edition mm, okay. um you know chris uh, fuzzy and i you know we we lit these up it's like i got them i don't even remember like where that the first time i got them but it's like when i got it it's like wow it, it's just fun i mean it just it's a really sweet you know good morning cigar you know the first thing that we noticed about it and both of us agreed is it's, it has almost kind of like that cookie crisp cereal to it. It has that sweet, sweet, you know, crunchy cereal with just a little bit of sweet chocolate in it. And it just, I mean, it's just a fun cigar to smoke. Soupy. It's so soupy. Yeah. Soupy, baby. Yeah, like that's a, soup, yeah, so baby. it tastes like cookie crisp breakfast soup. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, I don't care what cigar I'm reviewing next. It's going to say soup. breakfast soup. Soupy. It's like breakfast soup. <laughs> There's the next dojo release. And there we go. There it is. All right, uh, let's 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 uh, scooch over to our good buddy Bear. Bear, what's your your first hidden gem of the night? Um, well, I think I think I have to give a special nod to the cigar that I'm smoking tonight as well. It, it is it is pretty limited. Um, it was 
made to commemorate the uh, the 20th anniversary of La Florida Minicana. Well, actually, not the 20th anniversary of La Florida Minicana. The 20th anniversary of Lido and Inez, Inez Gomez's uh, time in the industry. Uh, and that was with the, the 1994. However, this is not the 1994 that is regular production. This is the 1994 with the different rapper. This is uh, San Andreas Maduro version that, w- that was in the uh, Beer Steins, oh, and this is original. Uh, so it's this is uh, this cigar is five years old, uh, a little over five years old, and I wanted to smoke something a little special for my my <laughs> SNL debut, and uh, awesome. and uh, it's it's it is it's smoking phenomenal. I thought it was great then. I thought the rig- the regular production '94 is pretty unsung as well. It doesn't get as much acclaim as some other releases in the La Florida Minicana uh, portfolio. Uh, actually, one could argue that, you know, strategically and successfully, it, it's kind of a, kind of a bust. Um, I think it's absolutely. I think it's great, um, and I, I I really I really enjoyed that blend, and I thoroughly enjoyed the cigar, and I thought they did an excellent job with it, and it was um, the beer stein's awesome. Uh, I don't know if uh, the Odyssey boys have it in their collection or not, but uh, you can't have mine. So Bear, what did you think anyway. of the uh, LSD Yeah, that was, that was kind of a letdown right there. No, I, thought, I, yeah, I, thought, I thought he was about to I say I don't know something. if the Odyssey boys have it, but I got a couple. I'll hook you up. <laughs> right. no, I have one, and it's mine. I'm sorry. <laughs> fair point. It's fair. All right, Bear, Bear Jordan had a question oh, for you. I was just going to ask you what you thought of LFD's 25th last year. Uh, I thought it was incredible. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think we're – Oh, I, I, I cringe at, you know, doing something, you know, faux pas on my first appearance here. But, you know, I, I, I definitely voted for it for this year's dojo. The luxury, uh, luxury yeah. And it did yeah, so win luxury. Cigar it did win. So. Yeah, I'd like to think that I'm kind of responsible for that. So I tell Carney as much as possible. <laughs> that, that, is, <laughs> that is a great cigar. Yeah, that 25th. All right, let's move to uh, Randall McDandall. Randall, what's your first uh, hidden gem of the night? Uh, so my number one hidden gem is the cigar I'm smoking. It is the Agonorsa Leaf Buena Cosecha in the Torpedo. Uh, uh, it has a slight box press to it. This is, um, you know, uh, when Kevin and I met on our way down to uh, Camp Camacho, we had stopped by uh, Agonorsa Leaf, and Terrence walked us through the um, Agonorsa experience with the Puritos of the Criollo 98 and Corojo 99, and I went crazy over the flavor of Corojo, and Terrence took me to this cigar, and as we got to talking, uh, this is uh, very Corojo, um, Jalapa, kind of sweeter tobacco heavy, uh, and this is the most similar cigar in their portfolio to the Reviver, and I was a big, big fan of the Cigar Dojo uh, collaboration release of Reviver, um, and this is actually, uh, I hope it's okay that I share this, uh, Terrence shared with us that uh, this is the cigar that... Uh, that uh, Palmer, the president of Agnor Salif, handed him during the interview for his position there as uh, as an example of the great, great cigars that they had in their portfolio, but were just, uh, they were missing something on the marketing end of things. As Terrence likes to say, the band used to look like, uh, it reminds him of a Chinese restaurant. Um, it the had, band was terrible. Oh, it was, yeah, got Terrible. Off. Yeah, yeah, really, really tough uh, type font, like squiggly letters, um, uh, really contrasting colors, uh, but the flavor on this thing—you know—this is a great example of Corojo 99 uh, tobacco from the Jalapa region, uh, from uh, Agnorsa Leaf, 
and uh, I think it's uh, very much a hidden gem. You don't see many people reference hmm. it or uh, many yeah. reviews of it at all. That's beautiful. Excellent pick. All right, let's uh, go to Robbie Raz. Robbie, what's your first pick for a hidden gem tonight? So um, I'm going to start with a comment on uh, Randy's. My camera's all jacked up. Uh, on Randy's uh, cigar, he was pushing for this. So in, in Flavor Odyssey, we are coming up on the Corojo wrappers, and we're starting uh, this coming Wednesday. And Randy pushed for this Bueno Cosecha. And I'm like, okay, what, what is that? And he tells me, like, tells me, oh, it's, it's awesome. It's a great cigar. And I look it up, and I find that old band. And I'm like, dude, you want to smoke that? This is terrible. Because I've seen that cigar. I've never smoked it, but it just looks awful. And, I mean, no offense. To, well, I shouldn't say no offense. Uh, whoever Medium came offense. up with that label. Whoever came up with, with all that, due respect, all you can't just say whatever you want to say and then say that, all due respect. That being are, said, that means, I mean, and, and I knew exactly the cigar he was talking about. And then he showed me the newer band. I was like, oh yeah, I've smoked that. It's awesome. So, cigar bands—they play a role. Here, can labels make a huge difference? Well, you guys got uh, like think about like Coke in a glass bottle. It just tastes better. Does. Milk in a glass bottle it tastes better. I don't care. Topo Chico in a glass bottle. Yeah. You know milk in a glass bottle? Topo Chico in a glass bottle. Yeah, that's true. And man. if it tastes better... Not milk. What? I don't know. Okay. Keep going. Tequila in a glass <laughs> bottle, definitely better. Yeah, that was my next question is, what is it... Ke- Kevin, you had like a, a bottle that you pulled that had like some special statue of Randy on the top or something? Oh, yes, no. Nice. Nice. Oh. Whistle pig. So, uh, Bear, what are you drinking? I am drinking uh, tequila cor- Coralejo right, Reposado. Oh, that's sexy. Randy. I uh, was actually, you know, I, you know me, I like the theme. And uh, so we're, while we're doing hidden gems, I thought I would try and bring out a, a locally sourced uh, brewery called Faction Brewing Company called Anomaly Milk Stout. Uh, as you can see, this is a, uh, a golden nitrogenated beer that uh, is uh, pitched and marketed as a stout as it uses cocoa nibs, which doesn't add color, but that very much adds uh, those uh, chocolate characteristics that if you were to drink this blindfolded, you would swear that it was, uh, you know, brown to, to black in color. Indeed. I, I, I am personally drinking, uh, I went with rum tonight with uh, mm. some Diplomatico. Uh, rum, I believe, from Venezuela. Correct. I believe that is that, correct. Now, Thank don't you. they have a cigar project? They do, yes. with uh, with uh, Mombacho Cigars, a company that I was working with when I was on Bear's show. Thank you, Randy, for bringing it full circle. <laughs> I actually have not smoked that. Have any of you smoked that? I have. Is it good? How is it? Uh, it, it it's, uh, it's very, it's, 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 oof. I don't want to. Well, no, because I don't want like, to feel like over the top, Ouch. but I don't want to like unsell it. Like yeah, it's well, good. good. It's 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 a, it's a really solid cigar. Um, I think it I think it represents uh, the partnership incredibly well, um, and and does justice to what they're trying to accomplish with their goals. So interesting. Did you did you pair it with Diplomatico when you smoked it? Oh yeah. I, yes, yes I did. 
<laughs> and it works. Randy, can you, you can. shotgun a beer for us real quick? <laughs> That's a negative ghostwriter, not tonight. Uh, but, Good job, but, Randy. But, 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 but Bear just said it reminds me in the beer industry, we all, we, you always hear the same exact response when, when someone's not comfortable answering. It's like, oh, it was very interesting. <laughs> Unique. No, it was it was it was far more it was far more interesting than just interesting. No, it, it was a good cigar. I just I I, you know, I, everyone always makes fun of me because uh, I I overuse the word fantastic. It's my adjective, and so um, you know I don't want to oversell something, but don't undersell it at the same time. You know, by saying it's like it's it's interesting or it's it's good because then good, you know, when I say a cigar is good, you know it you know the manufacturer automatically just gets butt hurt by that. You know, just the same way they get butt hurt by an eighty nine. I'm like, man, I, I smoke. I smoke 89s all day long, man. So wait, wait, wait a second. You're you're bringing up a whole separate topic as to who cares what the manufacturer thinks. But it's it's I I understand what you're saying. When when we talk and and especially especially for me, I worked with the company, so I, I get like I don't want to say anything bad about Mombacha. They make fantastic cigars. I, I'll I'll tell you right now that the uh, the the Mombacho Tierra Volcan and the Corto is fantastic fantastic smoke and the uh, when you get into the uh, liga maestro liga i loved maestro. all those sizes oh, yeah. but it, if you get into the the double what they call they i think we called it the double robusto which is basically a can funny what like you said that earlier uh <laughs> bear i think it's it's uh it's it's damn near a churchill but that's like the best size of that particular cigar very good smokes um and when we talk about the uh connection with diplomatico that is referencing uh, a gentleman named Igmar from Spain. Igmar is one of my favorite guys. He's such a good dude. And he's got good connections with the, the Diplomatico company. So I'm really happy to see them uh, making that connection because it really does work out for them. And the nice thing is my neighbor has really busted out his skill saw right now. So you guys can probably hear that in the background. To jump into my uh, hidden gem, my first hidden gem, uh, what I'm smoking tonight I'm, I'm, I'm right down to the end of this, and this is the Castagli Traditional uh, Lancero, which I, the, the, uh, the name on this one, this is, I'm digging deep, fellas, is the uh, Grand Cafe Lancero, 7.5 by 39, traditional Lancero size, um, uh, Dominican wrapper, Dominican binder, fillers, Dominican, Nicaraguan, USA, so there's a lot going on in this particular cigar. Now, Castagli, you guys might not know that name. Uh, they used to be called Bespoke, B-E-S-P-O-K-E cigars. And I got introduced to them by my friends over at, um, oh, man, the cigar shop in Philly. Uh, Costa's the owner. Why can't I think of the name? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, Smoke Dog? Or? No, oh, it's, it's Smoke Maniac. Smoke Maniac, yeah. Maniac in Philly. It's a phenomenal shop. If you're in the area, honestly, it's one of the best shops on the East Coast. Um, and I've been, a, I've been to a lot of them. <laughs> That's one of my favorite spots on the East coast, but they were the ones who turned me on to this. And, uh, Randy, we interviewed the, uh, Castagli guys at, uh, IPCPR. The interview is like 18 minutes, man. That's and an I interesting say dude. like, uh, no, I say like seven or eight words. Uh, but through, throughout the whole thing, I'm smoking this particular cigar, Castagli traditional Lancero phenomenal smoke man now so so good and the unfortunate part is this is the only other one that i've got so i need i do want to review this we haven't reviewed it on reviewed it on the dojo yet so i'm gonna have to get some more this cigar it's cuban-esque is a played out term but you know what i mean it's 
it's not overpowering, but it's got a ton of flavor. Pairing it with this rum, super, super good. If uh, you guys don't know about Bespoke or now Castagli, they had to change the name. I think Alec Bradley owns the word Bespoke. Uh, go back and watch the interview. Uh, and, and like the guy's accent, like I can listen to him talk about anything, frankly. But um, they, uh, this is the only cigar from them that I've smoked. So this is not really, I'm not endorsing the entire line. I'm endorsing this specific cigar and this size. It is, I could smoke this every day, all day, three times a day, and be totally thrilled with it. I don't know what the price point is. I'm looking at uh, small batch cigars. This is California prices. Uh, five pack comes in at 67. So um, in the rest of the world, it's probably like 58. It's, uh, it's, it's not super expensive. It's not super cheap. Phenomenal, phenomenal he, cigar. He so gets much. most of his stuff made at a KBF factory, right? Correct. The, and Actually, thank you for saying that. They have some cigars that are made in a Costa Rican factory. Uh, I don't have that info right here with me, but this is made at KBF, Kellner Boutique Factory. Uh, Kellner, you'll know the son of Hanky Kellner, Davidoff, so you understand where, the direction that we're going here. Um, just a phenomenal, phenomenal smoke. I, 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 I can't believe that this isn't, like, number one on a lot of lists, frankly. Mm, wow. All right, I'm going to throw you guys a curveball because we're going to do one more. We'll just do one more hidden gem from everybody. But we're going to go in reverse order. So, Robbie, I'm going to go right back ah, to you beauty. for your second hidden gem of the night. So my second hidden gem is more of a brand aside from a specific cigar. So I am going with uh, Patina Cigars. And I'll, I'll say this with a caveat. Uh, Mo Malley is the owner of Patina Cigars, and we worked together at uh, Mombacho. He was the national sales manager of Mombacho. Uh, when I was working with him, and Mo and I developed a really good relationship. He is one of the best dudes in the industry, uh, just truly genuine guy. Cigars used to be made at Casa Favilli. They're now being made at uh, the Noxa factory, which makes Dapper another uh, cigar that we could talk about, or another brand that we could talk about that's kind of unsung. Uh, they make some stuff for Dumbarton as well, but they're making all of the uh, Patina cigars now. He's got a Connecticut phenomenal blend he's got a uh a habano and just recently came out with a maduro which is a connecticut broad leaf i really 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 think it's a broad leaf i hope it is a broad leaf <laughs> i actually haven't smoked it yet but um patina is one of those brands that uh, i mean i'm wearing the patina hat i'll turn it around so y'all can see it i'm wearing the patina t-shirt forward like, hat just, on robbie Woo. Mo was Mo. He's one of my favorite guys. He's one of those guys that you just want to root for and want to support. But it also happens that he, he has a really good palate and makes really good cigars. So, um, oh, 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 we're we're way off kilter there. There we go. Oh, I, I like I like the sideways bill. Interesting, <laughs> interesting note about Mo was for a long time, way 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 back, Mo was just a uh, he was a cigar dojo guy. He was dojo, a, dojo guy. He's just a dojo dude. And now look at him. How like, many has, times has that happened? It's a lot. Twice, I guess. Uh, at least, yeah, at least, <laughs> as at far least. as we know. <laughs> at least twice. Yeah. I mean, dojo guy, they, he's got a, a podcast that he does uh, called Sultans of Smoke. I know that uh, uh, Danny Vasquez from um, Aromacraft is on that podcast a lot. I, I think he's a host with it. Did you ever have that Sultans of Smoke cigar back in the day? They have yes. new one, too, actually, now that you bring it up. But I smoked the one back in the day. The new one, I'm not sure who makes it. I think the one back in the day was made 
Man, I might be speaking out of turn, but I really think it was made from uh, at Oveja Negra. From uh, it was good. James Brown, I think, made very good. Yeah, I think that was. But I think that was it. James yeah, that Brown. strikes a memory to me. But I, I, I mean, it's it's easy for me to say that I want to support a brand because I really like the guy who's behind it. But genuine dude, and and smoke the cigars. I, I mean, a lot of you probably haven't. You've heard of Patina, maybe you've seen it. Uh, it's not the easiest cigar to find. The uh, I know the new Broadleaf uh, was uh, highly rated by Half Wheel for whatever that's worth for you. But uh, what was that new one it, that was so spicy at the PCA show? It was it was a new size. Those were like the petite uh, TP. That's right. We we all smoked oh, yeah. that. The, the petite robusto of the Habana was spicy as hell. It was a really good smoke. Good forty five minute smoke really gets your attention. But Patina is a brand that uh, I will always. I will always uh, go out there with my patina uh, sandwich board and ring the bell because I, I think Mo's a great dude and he's got a great palate and uh, Knox is making some really good cigars. So uh, definitely check those out if you have. Yeah, Mo is a, he's a great guy. He's one of the most genuine dudes you'll Love you'll meet. Let's go. Uh, let's see. I think Randy would be next if we were going in reverse order. Uh, Randy, uh, what is your final hidden gem of the night, my friend? All right. Got two here. I'm trying to decide. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Tetuahe 15th anniversary. Um, Holy! Wait a second. <laughs> oh, Lord! <laughs> just, just, just wait a second. What just happened? I thought, I thought it was my turn. Wait, wait, just everybody hold the phone. I was given all kinds of grief at the beginning of the show because I wouldn't review anything that wasn't tattoo <laughs> Because you you go out every time you open your mouth and be like, oh my God, Pete Jones is so amazing. I love him so much. <laughs> and, and like, and I'm just like, oh yeah, tattoo hey, that's a good brand. But like, I, I don't like fall over every time I hear Pete's name or, or like. Well, that's, that's I, I don't either, but it's, it's, so it's more true coming from you than it is coming from me. That's it was true. smoked pretty much. Man's entire catalog. Well, I, I uh, reviewed this cigar when it came out, and it was like I think it was like an '88, but by now it has to be like '97. '96. Right? Right. '96. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, you're not aware. I'm gonna share it. So, so Rob, Rob, <laughs> Rob has this theory that if he tries a Pete cigar and it's oh, not quite no, a nine, no, no, he immediately assumes that yeah, with six six months of aging. It's clearly gonna be a '95 because it's a Pete Johnson cigar. <laughs> I, I don't think that. I mean, I mean, all joking aside, I don't think that's a knock. I think that's. I think that's kind of. I think that's pretty accurate, Rob. So I mean, okay. fair. I, I appreciate you stepping in. I, I do appreciate, it, and I'm sorry to cut you off. <laughs> supporting me. However, this is a very specific instance. Full of crap, and uh, I need to tell everybody what actually happened. So. I was smoking the Tatuaje uh, TAA 2020. Oh, yeah. Now, if you haven't smoked the cigar, my camera's frozen, but I hope you can still hear me. If you Just have not second. smoked it, it's a very, it's, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. It is a, it's a very, very good cigar. But to me, smoking it now, I can say this is really, really good. In about like a year, maybe seven to eight months, it's going to be phenomenal. Because I think it might just be a little bit young. And that's a term that we've used as cigar reviewers. And this is the only time I've said it. 
This is the only cigar that I referenced with that. It just happened to be a Pete Johnson cigar. That's not quite what but, happened for the record, but. <laughs> I said, I said, hey guys, can I review this? Because right now it's probably like an 89, and in six or eight months it's probably going to be like a 92, 93. That's pretty close, Jordan. Am I right? That's a little more in the right direction. That's that's damn near verbatim what I said. But as re- cigar reviewers. You guys have all smoked enough cigars to know that sometimes a cigar is released to the public maybe before it's ready. And I'm not suggesting that's what happened here. But sometimes age really, really does help. Sometimes cigars are released very specifically. There's there's a timeline, and they're released very specifically. They're not a special edition. Uh, Drew Estate is one that comes to mind. They always say that their T52s, Liga 9s, they are ready to smoke now. Don't age them. Smoke them now. It's like an IPA. Don't age it. Drink it right now. But sometimes a cigar that happens to be a limited edition TPA re- or TAA release. I don't know what TPA is. Uh, it's not a thing. Um, sometimes it, it, it can hit the market and maybe it needs a few more months. You buy that cigar, stick it in your humidor in a few months. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. It's great now. It's going to be phenomenal in three or four months. That's all Agent Liga Pravadas, Agent Liga Pravadas, and T fifty twos. Hold on, Randy. Hold on. Okay. Okay. I'm. Randy. Robbie had. Robbie had my back, and I'm going to have his. Uh, the 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 T fifty two and Liga Pravadas, like that. That's a great. Yeah, that's they're they they have a very small window. They have a very small aging window. I've done enough aging experimentation with that cigar. They're absolutely. They are not full of. They are not full of it when they tell you to smoke it now. Like it's. Smoke it's, it. it's yeah, smoke it now, and yeah, I I made the mistake of because I loved uh, the UF 13s, oh, yeah. uh, and I made the mistake of setting some back, and that was the dumbest investment I've ever made. Um, There's still it, and now to be to be fair, I have some real. And sorry, Barrett, I didn't mean to cut you off again, uh, but uh, I've got some T52s. The box is like eight or nine years old. They're still very good. They're not as good as they were when they right, first right. came out. Right, they peak early. Yep. But eight or nine years is a long time to put on any cigar. We had uh, mm-hmm. Nick Melillo came to the studio one time, and he brought like some original UF4s that he like actually made for like oh. the blending scenario. And they, you know, they just—it's not the same. It's it's too far gone. It's yeah. I mean, sometimes depending on the way that the cigar is blended, the 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 idea that you want to reach when you're blending that cigar, you can lose it after time. With this particular cigar. And God, they, these guys, you just, you say one thing, they give you so much crap about it. But <laughs> I, I, it was the specific, it was like, no, but in six it months, was, it was it's a 93. <laughs> let's, let's talk in December and tell me I'm wrong. Let's revisit. Let's do that. I'll send all you guys. So, I Redux. Say, hey, you Redux. Since, since Rob went ahead and quarantined my whole time, Eric, I'll, I'll be brief and just say uh, the reason I, I pointed out this cigar because I think it's absolutely delicious. It came out the same year as the ME2. The ME2 has received ridiculous amounts of attention and accolades, as it should. It's a, it's, it's a great cigar. Yeah, Rob probably boosted it by two points because of his man crush on Pete. But still, it's, it's, it's an absolutely <laughs> excellent cigar. Um, and, and honestly, I think the, the 15th anniversary of this came out in two wrappers. I haven't had the Rosado. Um, so I'm specifically referencing the Maduro version in the Bellicoso uh, head. 
Uh, this is a fantastic cigar, amazing smoke production, great flavor, nice transitions. To me, this is neck and neck to me for his releases for last year with the ME2. And I've literally never heard anyone mention this at all. Uh, and Jordan made the point uh, previously that uh, his uh, 10th year anniversary um, got all kinds of fame and attention. I just don't understand what, how this 15th kind of quietly came and just sits in Atlantic's inventory. Jordan, why jo- Jordan, why do you think that that 15th I can tell you why. didn't uh, get it's- it's expensive. It was much more limited than the tenth anniversary, and it's not that good. <laughs> oh, Jordan! Listen, see, Skinny Jeans. Wow! It would be better if he sent it to you for free, right? Of course. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play off Steve Saka's uh, Saka's joke. No, Randy, I gave you a hard time. That's a great pick for a brand that everybody knows. That's a cigar that not everybody knows. That's, no, that's, yeah. that's a great yeah, that's, call. Yeah, I Pretty feel like everything, everything Pete does is met with fanfare and praise, and this one just like except for that, for some except, reason, yeah, right? for some reason, no one never talked about this one. Hmm. I hear more people talking about the Series P, which is a Cuban sandwich, right. than talking about that. It's a good point. All right, so I think we go to Bear next. Bear, what's your uh, final hidden gem pick of the night? Guys, I'm, I'm going to pull something out of the archives. And when I say out of the archives, I mean, I'm talking old. Okay, so this company uh, is celebrating their 124th anniversary this year. And uh, they make, they use incredible tobacco. It's not, they're not, these cigars aren't sexy. They're not meant to be sexy. Um, but it's, it's their cigars and their tobacco is something that I just thoroughly enjoy. I remember uh, going to my first uh, trade show a couple years ago, and I had smoked some really great cigars throughout the day, and I got to this person's booth, and I was so excited to see him, and he gave me this cigar, and I lit it up, and it was, like, awesome. It was something I was looking forward to. I enjoy this cigar uh, incredibly, and it's uh, it's awesome. Now, when you say 124 years, you're like you're, everyone's trying to do math, and they're trying to figure out it is. Is he talking about J.C. Newman? No, J.C. Newman's celebrating their 125th anniversary. Uh, no, the cigar that I'm referring to is actually Topper. Um, Topper cigars. Oh, wow. 100, Deep 124, 124 years. This is the Breva. Um, and it is uh, handmade. It's ugly as shit. And it's, the tobacco is incredible. It is genuine uh, Connecticut broadleaf from Connecticut, made by the Topper family, four generations, 124 years of history. 1896, the same year that George Burns was born, was when they oh, started crap. making cigars. Oh. And <laughs> and I got to tell you, um, I light this cigar up every time. I really enjoy it. It's dirt cheap. It's phenomenal tobacco. It is incredible. I love Chris Topper. I have a, I have, I have a man crush on Chris Topper and his family. What they've done for the industry is one of the most unsung heroes in the industry everyone talks about a lot of other companies i'm not going to name any because i don't want to disparage them because they're there there's so much so much acclaim and so much praise worthy across this industry for the people that have done so much for it but one of the true unsung heroes of this industry especially when it comes to the american cigar uh family um is the topper family and the the topper brevis is I'm gonna try to get this framed up. Sorry, wow, I'm really struggling. Oh, there you go. The only genuine Connecticut Bradley. The only other Beautiful. cigar I know with that size name is the Henry Clay Bravis, mm. and it's also Bradley. 
Yeah, Fuente has a Brevis too. Oh, do they? Fuente has a Brevis. Yeah, Fuente has a Brevis too. It's it's also it's also a small cigar like this. It's also a very cheap cigar, uh, and when I, inexpensive. Let's not say cheap. There you go. Um, there you go. Inexpensive. Logic friendly. And uh, and but this cigar is. I mean, I I light it up every time, and the 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 you taste the broadleaf, and it is just absolutely gorgeous, and it it's phenomenal tobacco. I love it. Well, there is right, there is a hidden gem Great for you right there. Yeah, I got I got to ask, man. I've I've been doing this for a long time. We've discussed it. I'm super old. There's white in my beard. Um, <laughs> Me too. I've, it's silver. I've, I've <laughs> just embraced it, buddy. Don't do just for men. Um, never. I I've never heard of this cigar. What? I've never I've heard never of heard of Topper. Where can I find it? I need to. I'm gonna buy some. Uh, you can, you can, uh, buy so some from, yeah, yeah, you can top, check out toppercigars.com. Um, and you can find a list of uh, retailers there. Uh, they're not going to be your traditional brick and mortars that we traditionally support. Uh, yeah. I've never, my, I've never like, heard or seen it or anything. Well, the, where they, they do have some premium cigar products. They had a 125th cigar that they released in 2016, um, and it was made, uh, it was, and it was made, um, by, um, um, uh, Re, uh, De, uh De Los Reyes in the Dominican. So like oh. they're, yeah, they're usually in the saga booth. You know, they're usually there with Debonair and oh, Kettle Perry okay. and all those yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, it looks, it, it, now that I'm looking at it, sorry, I keep cutting you off. <laughs> uh, okay, now man. that I'm looking at it, it does look familiar, but I've never smoked it. I'm going to have to, I'm going to, I'm going to buy a five pack. I'm going to do yeah, it right now. He also has another premium cigar that's made in Don Lee. It's made uh, – Christian Iroa makes it. So uh, he's got a couple of premium stuff. But the, I'm telling you, the, the inexpensive stuff that his family produce. Uh, Marsh Wheeling is another inexpensive cigar that his family makes. Uh, like I'm telling you, the tobacco – like if you just don't look at it, man. The label is cheap. It looks ugly. It is ugly. There's nothing sexy about it. But the tobacco is just so stinking good. Hmm. Wow. That's a good. I think we all learned something on that. Good job, Bear. That's yeah. a, that's a great pick. All right, Kevin. Kevin, let's go to uh, Kevin Acuff there in Las Vegas. What's your uh, final pick of the night for your hidden gem? Okay, mine was one that, that actually, you know, it really surprised me. Um, you know, I was asked asked to uh, review it on Las Vegas Cigar Outlet show on their uh, their live from Las Vegas Lounge Talk, and I really don't know, if, you know, like the the origins or or how this cigar came to be or, or why it came to be, but I know, you know, the kind of the consensus around the lounge was it was almost like a gimmicky cigar or like a marketed for a, a I don't know, like a certain group of people, but it's the uh, Oscar Valladares oh. Wild Hunter. Ah. Um, now I'm having the same problem here, the, the Escuro. Um, you know, it has the camo wrapper. I mean, it, you know, it comes in like a, you know, it looks like it's, the box is almost like a turkey hunting outfit, you know, it's just all camouflaged up. There's some um, orange and camouflage on yeah, there. Orange and camouflage. I mean, the, the wrapper it has modeling, it almost looks like digital camo on the wrapper. I mean, it's just, but it's just a super flavor forward cigar. It's, you know, I have always been a big fan of cigars that, you know, give you a lot of flavor without the, the nicotine or the strength really like giving you the spins or you know, kicking your butt. And this is definitely one. I mean, there's just a, a ton of flavor going on in that. And it was just, it, it was one of those ones that I was shocked the first time I smoked it. I was overly impressed. And, you know, I 
recommend it to pretty much anybody that comes in that lounge that that's in kind of their flavor profile. If it's not, it's like, you know, if you want to try a fuller flavored cigar, you know, that has a lot going on, you got to try it because it definitely doesn't have the strength to that most cigars in that flavor profile would have. Have you had the natural? How do they and how do they compare? I've had both. I really prefer this over the natural. It has way more flavor going on. Oscar's been killing it lately. Yeah. Well, I'll tell yeah. you, we, we did, uh, Randy, we had the Superfly. Yep. Mm-hmm. We did that Super good, in yeah. uh, season one of, uh, of Flavor OD, and that was, I can't remember what we paired it with, but I enjoyed that cigar. And, it's probably uh, the uh, Kevin, Cigar I'm, City Maduro, I'm guessing. <laughs> Stay tuned <laughs> for uh, Bear is reviewing that cigar in the next couple of weeks. Oh, all right. No, actually, yeah. Rob Rob's reviewing one of those. No, the Superfly. The Superfly oh, the Super Bear. The, the, the Kev, Kevin, the one that you just uh, posted, the one that you just shared, I'm smoking hopefully this weekend for review. So oh. we'll see... If uh, your palate, Randy, stop laughing. I'm gonna Jordan, cut off. He, he so is, what? We're gonna, gonna, gonna review that before the end of the show. Actually, is what he had told me. <laughs> so what? We're gonna we're gonna see the review like first we'll quarter 2021. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it's slated for. I think Jordan, we have it pinned for August 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime between there and now. All right, so uh, we'll get the we'll get the a more in depth uh, review of that I shortly. Just, It'll eventually, it'll eventually. All right, Jordan, happen. what's your final hidden gem of the night, Jordan? I just felt like ticking Robbie off and picking the Mambacho Casicha. <laughs> These that bad boys. Cigar. The, no, now, Mambacho was pretty not very well known for until about 2016, and then all of a sudden they were on Blew the up. they were on the Blew radar up. very much so in the consumer's eye until about 2018. Good marketing. I don't know what's <laughs> happened in between those, that era, but I think Robbie had something to do with it. Um, no, but they, they are, are they still in business? I'm not even sure. I don't think so. Oh, don't no. be rude. No, actually, There's they the just 20, they just announced the Cosecha 2015. They announced the Cosecha 2015 today. Now the 2012 is my favorite, but the 2013 is what I have here. And what, what they do is they is this each the 2012 year. was tough to beat, yeah. man. That baller. Cigar. And and honestly, and I, like I said, I've I've worked with the company. No, absolutely no hard feelings. It was a phenomenal experience. I got to travel around the country and and talk to people about tobacco. It was just amazing. That tenth anniversary. I haven't smoked one in a while, but the Mombacho tenth anniversary. If you can find it, that cigar is just fantastic. Uh, that's probably my favorite Mombacho cigar ever. And that Cosecha 2012, which I believe. Was rated like ninety three or ninety four on on. We, uh, we gave it ninety four. Yeah, it was. I don't know if it's still on the homepage. It was up there, but that's just a fantastic cigar. Oh fantastic. yeah, fantastic. No, no doubt. I haven't had the thirteen. No, I've had the thirteen. I haven't had the fourteen. The fifteen's coming out. Uh, looking forward to smoking that. They, I'll tell you what, man. Claudio, he's an Italian guy, man. 
but he can blend some freaking tobacco. Wait, was that, was that some special. sort of like slide against Italians? He is a, I think he's a greasy Italian, but you know, what can I say? A guy can blend. He doesn't, he doesn't hail from traditional cigar making countries. Bear, bear, I need you to just like pump the brakes on Becky Rob up on all his BS. Bear, me. Now, wavelength, man. I get what he's trying to say. I don't want to get Claudio trouble. trained. Talk before the show. I don't want him to get fired. Robbie, Claudio no. trained under under the Kellners, uh, right? Under Hanky Kellner. Yeah. Now, how many? And, and the reason I said that, and how, how many Italian master blenders are there? It doesn't one. matter. <laughs> well, there should be more. That's all I know. I, I actually, Eric, I agree with what you master just said. It doesn't are matter. It doesn't matter. He's an, he's an Italian, but let me tell you, he could blend the cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia. I mean, just, you guys are trying to pin me into a corner. I get it. He can, but you've also seen he could take some keg stands too. So do keg stands. Hey, Claudio, he's a good he's a good dude. They 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 blend some phenomenal. I don't know what they do with the tobacco, man. Seriously, there's something about the way that they age their tobacco, and it might have something to do with the fact that they're in Granada and everybody else is in Esteli. It tastes a little bit different. Mm. There's just something well, special about Well, that's one of the sexiest factories in the world. Absolutely. 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 They, uh, I, I've been there many, many times. If I'll tell you what. if Once the world opens up again and we all get our senses back and we can go wherever we want to go, if you're going to Nicaragua and you're going up to Esteli or whatever, try to, try to just take a day or two and go to Granada. It's right from the airport. It's like a 45-minute drive. Book an extra day, maybe a day or two. Talk to the folks at Mombacho. Go visit that factory and spend some time in Granada. It is a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> – I do say phen- – I, I, I sound like – I say fantastic. Right? He says phenomenal. It's all good. It, it, it's, I'm telling you, man. They do – it's – that town is special. The people are special. That, that factory is definitely special. It's so different, and I've worked there. I don't get paid by them anymore. I'm telling you, do it. It's, it's a fantastic experience. It's the only time I've seen my wife smoke a cigar. What? Wow. Maybe that, that should tell you everything you need to know. All right. Now, I believe the original came out in 2017, I want to say, and what they do is each year – It'll be Five years. all, you know, it'll say 2012 on it. That doesn't mean it came out in 2012. It came out in 2016 or 2017. And the tobaccos were all from that crop year. It's all Nicaraguan. Um, and these puros are insanely complex, um, very clean, um, a lot of mineral-type flavors, like uh, almost like the smell of rain, um, and like a real clean, like, rock candy-type sugar sweetness to it. Loved mm-hmm. it. And the, the, uh, this one, the 2013... Has a very distinct banana note to it that the old sensei picked up on. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was fantastic. Yeah, I remember we were sitting yeah, at, got some at heavy comic off there that. at IPCPR, and uh, you know he said, "Wow, I actually taste banana in this." I was like, "What? <laughs> Holy <laughs> what? Hey-o. All right, I'm gonna I'm, uh, I'm gonna wrap up real quick. Uh, oh. Sorry, go ahead, Rob. You got something? What? I, no, I was just gonna say like it, like seriously, Mombacho, they they make some really good cigars. And I'm glad that somebody mentioned him on this episode because this is the type of episode we should talk about brands like that. Yeah, I mean, no offense sure. to 
mentioning Alec Bradley or Agonorsa. And yes, I'm calling out specific people. But <laughs> <laughs> Robbie's it's drunk. With all due respect I mean, and bless their hearts. <laughs> with, all due, with all due respect, you know, I mean, I can do whatever I want. That was a stupid right? choice. <laughs> no, I, Randy, I don't. I, I gave you, I gave you a ration of business when you said that's what you were smoking. But it's a phenomenal cigar, it really is, and it's from a big brand that nobody really, nobody, everybody knows the brand, but nobody knows that specific cigar. Tatuaje, the same, that the fifteenth, it's the same thing. But sometimes there's there are brands that you might not know about that um, they don't have that cachet that like Illusione or Tatuaje or Drew State they have that. There's there's a lot of uh, smaller brands, and I see I've seen both sides, and I'm it's not this I'm not pleading with people, but like try stuff. There's a lot of cigars out there that maybe you've never heard of that are backed by people who have fantastic palates really understand tobacco and they make really good cigars they don't have the budget that some of these other places have so maybe you don't know about them but if you see something in your local tobacconist maybe give it a shot if you've never heard of it that's all well said Uh, yeah it was great said i know you want to wrap up eric but i gotta say so jordan and i had talked about uh these before the show today and um and I, i i know we had talked about you know, in this group, we live in the niche of, of this industry, right? Like we pay attention to, like for, for all of us, Mombacho is a, a, practically a household name where it's really not for 98% of cigar smokers out there. And so I, I love that you said that, Rob. I agree entirely. Sometimes we take advantage or, or uh, miss the opportunity to recognize that people don't hear these names all the time. And, uh, what you know, one of the things that... Uh, that uh, Jordan and I talked about was, you know, you looked at your, yeah, hey, you look at your warp. They had their, their moment, you know, that moment may or may not have passed, but they had that burning buzz around their brands where an HVC really hasn't. And then Mombacho kind of did when you were there and you were really pushing the envelope. I'm not sure that they really invested heavily in marketing after you, your departure, but, um, but they kind of go unmentioned. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll say it. <laughs> I was trying to be respectful after I asked if they even existed anymore. Um, <laughs> so, so, so no, no, I, I, I totally agree. I think it's important that uh, we we, uh, we all continue to spread the word and let people know, you know, and we all get into our comfort zones. And there, there's a magical thing that happens when you find a brand that you hadn't heard of that you didn't realize was exceptional. Patina is another great example of that, Rob. Um, and, and so, so yeah, if, you, if you're listening, I, I'll plead with you. If you love tobacco and you think you enjoy these flavors, there. if you haven't found these brands and found these little uh, you know, hidden corners of the industry, keep searching because there's some really amazing cigars out there. Are we really uh, going to get lo- right? Rob, Rob get away with the fact of saying, you know, Italian master blender? That's another faux pas in this industry, right? Using the term master blender so much. Uh, so that's often. true. That's well, a three-hour you know topic what? on Coop's I'm a master <laughs> blender for crying out loud. We're not going to go three hours, but I'll agree with you. But I'll just say Italian guys in the industry. Maybe, hey. maybe that's a better way to... I, I don't uh, know that's any better. <laughs> but he's a hell of a cook, too. So yeah. maybe he, he does fit a certain... He's got a hell of a power. He makes great I'm a cigars, master man. of blender. <laughs> <laughs> me, me, me and Jordan can make fun of Italians because we are Italians. So, um, well, yeah, that, no, I've, I've, it's the uh, Gatormson doesn't say Italian. Rasmussen doesn't say Italian, but uh, we all know that we come from very similar lineage. That's right. Uh, I, I know very well uh, the Italian uh, side of things. 
Um, but Randy, you make a fantastic point. There are so many brands out there and, and I, and I'm not taken away from the bigger brands. I'm not taken away from the Tatuajes or the Drew Estates, but there are the Castagli's smaller brand, Patina smaller brand. Another one that I wanted to mention was Cavalier smaller brand that they, I mean, these are really good cigars. These are guys who have passion, guys and gals who have passion about tobacco. And if, if you don't know anything about it, look it up. I mean, do some research. And you know what? Even if you can't find anything, screw it, smoke it, and decide for yourself. There's a lot of really, really good cigars out there, a lot of really small companies that are struggling for your dollar. And I, I, I know I'm, I'm over-pleading, but I don't know. Just reach outside to your comfort zone every now and again. You're going to find a gem. Guys, mm -hmm. honorable mention, 100%. I'm smoking the OGHR. Rochi Rabina. I thought you were going to talk about So that dang good. With the, the maroon label, I don't know what the actual name is, but that cigar is fantastic. Oh, man. It, it the, just never found a home. It was, it was Cubanican. It was wait, White wait. Hat. It was wait, hey, ho, uh, ho, ho, Robina ho. Fam, La Familia Robina. Like, it never, it, it's finally finding a home, but don't, this is a, such a good Don't spot. give away my final pick, which is oh, damn it. the Elag. The Elag. Elag, 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 Elag yes, Elag. Eric. There you go. Wow, wow, right there is my final pick cigar. of the night. I reviewed that cigar. Yes, sir. Yeah, that was a Bear's <laughs> review. This cigar, I got to say... When I was handed this cigar, I had I, – I, this isn't fair, but I for some reason I just had this expectation that I just wasn't going to like it. Now, why is that? I don't know. I think it was the one L in the name. You're like, that's not how it's – No, wait. Yeah, I don't – It's spelled with two L's. <laughs> I, Actually, I, I, Eric, I'm going to tell you why. why? The okay. first time you were handed that cigar, it didn't have a label. Uh, that, could, that could be. I, I mean – I, I guarantee that's true. This Good cigar story. is absolutely fantastic. It's um, – Everything you want in a Habano and and more and um, the guys that that did this I I wish to like Robbie just did this really impassionate speech about about this topic but like I just it pains me to think that this cigar gets sort of pushed by the wayside because it's it's so good Bear wrote a fantastic review on this particular cigar if you want to check it out go check out CigarDojo.com and search the the name but one L it, it is yeah illegal um, it's so. Good, like everything about it is good. Um, has that sourdough bread kind of flavor to it, and and it's full, full flavor in your mouth. Everything that you want from a cigar, um, absolutely fantastic. I would say this is a cigar. We talked about the T fifty two and the League of Nine. This is a cigar smoke right away as well. Like I've aged some of these, it, it doesn't seem to help. Uh, not that it makes it bad, but I would smoke it right away. There's, there's a lot more flavor. Boom, right off the get go. So uh, here's another one for you guys. So if you're watching the show and you're keeping track, I think I don't think we like uh, duplicated any brands. We duplicated factory, but we didn't duplicate any we brands. We didn't duplicate any brands. I'm stunned. I know. I am. I did. I did have the Buena Cosecha. Yeah, we, 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 we all had a few lined up in the before, and then, you know, he, he, I I didn't want to hurt his feelings or anything. So all right, so we're gonna Ran Randy. Can I ask you yeah, a question before we drop off? You're drinking a beer, but you're also drinking a brown spirit. What's a brown spirit? You're you're, drinking? You know what? You want to talk about uh, a hidden gems? A gem of a relationship you can make in your life is with your UPS driver. And true and, story. And, and, <laughs> And, and I'll, I'll oh, drive that home with oh, get out. Dude, this yeah, mix, this mixture is all the high. 
was left for me Kevin's by drinking my... drinking Whistle Pig. You got Victor's <laughs> man. Sweet baby. Jesus. Yes, sir. This this was dropped at my front porch this week as a as a congratulations on new fatherhood from my, my UPS. Wow. Drive nice. No kidding. How amazing is that? Yeah, how much <laughs> like that tells us how much stuff you order online from your UPS driver? <laughs> yeah. God. I, I buy everything Absolutely. on Amazon. Everything. <laughs> Brandy is all about all about Amazon. That that mixers that uh, that stuff. straight rye is amazing. Oh yeah. yeah very, very good. Especially for the How's price the mouthfeel? There's watched our show. That's look got a mouthfeel on it. Speaking of that, look what I look what I picked up today. 1910 Old Forester. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, you guys are all about the Old Forester. Oh, oh Old Forester tears it up. It's fantastic. Are you kidding me? Hey guys, uh, we got to do our weekly top three. Wait a minute. Weekly top three, Jordan. Weekly top three. <laughs> so instead of going through and asking each guy the, their weekly top three, Jordan, I'm just going to say the top three, and then I'm going to get comments from each guy. So we're just going to do three topics. Oh, okay. And and I'll just get your guys' comments on these topics. So this week's weekly top three is the top three favorite conspiracy theories that a either you believe or you don't believe that and so I'm just going to get your comment on three of my favorite uh, conspiracy oh, theories. All right, I had some good ones. Damn, I know. Yeah, come we, on, we just don't, we don't have time to go through like every single one. It's Let's way, pull a coop. No, no, pull we're not. We're not, coop. we're not pulling well, a coop. What's our viewership right now, Jordan? No, nah, we're not. <laughs> we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. They're dropping by the second. Yeah, for hours this, and hours and hours. This is going to be. This is going. We're going to have to do this quick. All right, so here's my number one topic, and I'm going to go Robbie, Randy, Kevin, Bear, Jordan, myself. Boom. Ready? So you just give me your thoughts on these conspiracy theories. Robbie, the earth is flat. Oh, sound? And he's muted. I'm totally muted. That's, that's disappointing. Uh, no, get, get out of my face. Get out of here. How do you know, Robbie? What's Oh I there's a perfectly good reason why the <laughs> why why that is White Bear and Bear and I are like we are simpatico. No, no, yeah, we gotta keep these it's, it's a baseball thing. You guys don't understand. You don't <laughs> you backwards <laughs> hat wearing I'm rebels on the side of the earth. I can't see my home from over there. <laughs> All right, Randy, flat earth. Is it flat? Uh, it would take a global conspiracy that I do not believe that our uh, global governments could ever agree on anything enough to trick the population of the earth uh, to, to such a, a ridiculous uh, argument. It's, it's round. It's Randy, we can't even get health care right. How can we decide that the, the, the earth exactly. is flat? Yeah, no, no one could agree on anything long enough to, to actually agree on just tricking people for the sake of why i mean that that's what it all comes down to is why why would someone make this up is is, is why i don't believe it. all right kevin is the earth round or flat i gotta go i gotta go round kevin's gotta go it's right. like down to the minute like ah you could barely so i mean <laughs> the way i look at it is you know if it's flat how come it's not, you know, dark all across the world Ooh, all at the same time? Very good. Very good. Bear, is the 
Earth round or is it flat? Guys, this was de decided a few fucking centuries ago. Okay, <laughs> the, earth, the Earth is round because, and there's there's quintessential 2020 proof to why the Earth is not flat. Okay, you guys ready for this shit? Yeah. There right would enough. be so many, so many countless deaths of motherfucking millennials taking <laughs> selfies hanging off the Earth if it was flat. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, fuck themselves. I, I, about it. I did not expect that as a reason. Well I did not expect Dude, the. Yeah. Love you, man. Oh. Love Kevin you. already took my. He took the rational to that. He went. He went science on me. So I had to, you know, just have a little. With that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I have to go Instagram with it. I, I appreciate that. All right, people understand Instagram better than they understand science. I mean, Randy are pretty well summed it up already. Like, they, what do they say? Like, a secret between three people is best kept if you kill two of them. Um, that's the only way that you can keep a secret like this. Uh, and, and, and you can even like go on the beach and look on your back, lay on your back and watch the sun fall behind the horizon and then stand up and watch it again. And that, I mean, that's all you really need to know. Just I do want a, a dojo release called kill two of them. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Many people might not know this, but I had a two-year-long debate uh, on people don't know about this on the flat Earth topic, and um, it was it was very very fun. Like I enjoyed every second of it, and but I I did it for one reason. Like I I knew the Earth was round, right? Like uh, obviously, but at the same I time, so. I wanted to like hear every single possible argument that could be made against it, and it was so awesome because Jordan, there was at this one point. I had the guy that believed the Earth was flat. He lived in New York. And I have, had another guy that was in Texas. And then I had myself. And I forced all of us to take a picture of the sunset at the exact same time. Like, it, at this time of the day, we're all going to take a picture of the sunset. And then we're going to post them online at the exact same time. And we did that. And for me, the sun was completely up. The guy in Texas, the sun was like, halfway down and the guy in new york it was pitch dark and the guy in new york was the flat earther and i was explaining to the guy like all right now you explain to me why that it's completely dark where you are like just a few thousand miles away and the sun for me is completely down now according to them the sun doesn't even go down it stays up like this it stays up Don't use science. i know anyways uh that's a fun one so i guess we all agree the earth is round thank god um <laughs> All right, this next one, exactly. and we're gonna go, we're gonna go in reverse order. Um, the moon landing was it faked? Now I'll start because we're going in reverse order. My dad actually designed he actually designed some of the lunar lander equipment, so I oh, wow. can guarantee you guys that we did in fact land on the moon just from personal experience. I've got that. Huh? But Jordan, what would you say if somebody said we never landed on the moon? Go watch the Mythbusters episode. <laughs> if Mythbusters have done it, like, come on. It, they did it. That was too easy. Bear, Boom. Bear, did we land on the moon? Man, a lot of people in the chat said that I got fiery on the last subject. They ain't seen nothing yet, man. I go absolutely. <laughs> I go absolutely bat shit fucking crazy when I hear conspiracy theorists say that we didn't land on the moon, saying that it was Freaking taped by Francis Ford Coppola or Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick. Freaking stick. 
It was Kubrick, yeah. Well, it doesn't he matter who the fuck it was because it wasn't. It didn't happen. <laughs> then we landed on the moon. We landed on the moon. Buzz Aldrin punched a guy. That was we the best video the of all time. Uh, you look that up right we now. Landed on, yeah. It's. It, it, it is. Oh, God. It just absolutely <laughs> makes me insane. Like, people. The, they're, they're right in line. It's like flat earthers and people who say we didn't land on the moon. Like, it's 1 2 or 1 A, 1 B. Like, go. Just. <laughs> All right, Kevin. You know what? Go, you know what? Go step off the flat Earth and go. just go away. <laughs> Kevin, go away. Kevin Acuff, did go we away. land on the moon, or is that just all a hoax? Absolutely, we landed on the moon. It's like back when I was junior high, high school, I was just obsessed with the space program and all that, and you know all the research and all Kevin, the pictures and whatnot. And just, what's that? Are you that old? <laughs> I am that old. Kevin, you're so old. Oh, I am that old. Ah. But it's just, it's you just, don't look you know, it's just uh. 100% we landed on the moon. I mean, there's no question. Come on, we got to have there's, somebody disagree. Randy. Because there's right uh, and there's I, wrong, I, and we're all right. I'd like to say that, for the record, uh, Eric was Kevin's age when we landed on the moon, because that actually happened. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> wow. Thanks a lot, Randy. 70s, like. <laughs> I, 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 I love you. I, I just hope that I look your as good as you when I'm your age. Ah, God, you, dude, I'm not... You already lost more hair than him, oh. so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Robbie, did we land on the moon? Um, I am going to say... Hey, Bear, can you answer for me? <laughs> <laughs> you guys got each other's back. Right, so. All right, I feel like Bear has more vitriol to throw out to the crowd. I want to hear it. Well, there, aren't there like actual mirrors that we put up there that you can shine lasers off of? That's true. Yes, we yes we landed on the moon. We've been on the moon. China's on the moon now. There's there's no reason to be on the moon now, frankly, as far as I know. Oh, we're going back. I'm not a science guy. We should go back. We should go to Mars. Apparently, there's life on one of the moons of Jupiter. Yes, we've yeah. been to these places. They're all fucking round. <laughs> 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 All right, last one. Last one. This will be a, this will be a quick one. Uh, Robbie, you're going first. There is there's this conspiracy theory that there's such a thing as chemtrails. Have you heard of chemtrails? So chemtrails is this idea that jets like uh, 747s. You know when oh, when yes. they when they fly overhead and you see that that trail of of jet steam wow. or jet stream, whatever you want to call. It. I can't say what it is right now because it could be a conspiracy, but. Uh, that maybe that they're like dropping down on us some sort of like uh, diseases or things that make us sick so that we'll have to go to the doctor. Are chemtrails real or is this just the steam from a jet engine? I'm, I'm going to be honest. I watched a video this morning <laughs> on YouTube. Oh. <laughs> it had nothing to do with chemtrails. Ah. <laughs> but it was about wearing a mask and standing six feet apart and how that 5G was going to make us <laughs> so we could be scanned. I'm not going to say that it was from Florida, but it was. <laughs> and I mean, let's like, I, I don't know what chemtrails are. I see the planes flying over and I see the stuff left behind. Frankly, I've never done any research. I've always thought that had to do with like trying to discover weather patterns. That was just what I what I uh, placed to it. I don't know if that's actually what it is, but um, if you believe that someone is flying in the stratosphere 
of our globe, of our planet, and dropping something to infect you with this, that, or the other thing, 5G, whatever it is, I think that you might be crazy. Okay. <laughs> Randy. Randy, uh, go. Chemtrails. Oh, I'm so I'm so glad I get a chance on this. I actually have a very very close family friend that believes heavily in this. What? I'm, 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 oh oh yeah no. I was literally oh. raised with this is like a fact, wow. and and um and the the argument is that sometimes it'll be a very short trail and sometimes it'll just like resonate and it'll just stay there in the sky. And I've looked into this a, a, a great uh, a, a exhaust. Of, of my personal time. Exhaust. And no, and, no pun intended. And, Exhaust. <laughs> yeah. Ah, and and, ah, and, and ah. If, you, if you believe that, uh, look into temperature and how it affects things, um, the same way that you see your breath. I was just going to say. When, when you're at a higher altitude or when it's colder out, that, that jet stream will, will last longer than on a hot I love summer that. day. Randy, you used science. I just used common sense. <laughs> you just got I, angry. I, I always, it, I, I always honestly, it's will weird how they kind of like, like jive, right? Right. Uh, yeah, a lot of times, science does prove that that yeah, your your gut check uh, is, is probably enough on this topic. Um, it's it, it's sad that people live in such fear that they think that there's these conspiracies to weed out and, and thin the population of the earth. I don't believe it one bit. All right, Kevin Acuff, chemtrails, go. Hey, I'm a pilot, so what? I already know it's Fact. a joke. <laughs> Fact. Um, I mean, it, it has to do with heat, humidity, dew point, winds aloft, everything. You know, I mean, they stay point, they stay put when there's very little when the wind's aloft and they disappear right away when there's not. You're a pilot? You know, I am a pilot. What? I actually had my, I had my pilot's license before I had my driver's license. That's, that's like my, uh, Kevin, we, Kevin we call it like a day, <laughs> a daydream job. It's not like my dream job. It's my daydream job. Like, I feel like, Kevin, I have, I have I think about for you before we, before we stop, I want to ask some questions. And absolutely. But, and to, to go further to tell us about, you know, heat and humidity and whatnot, I mean, if, if anybody is a racing fan, if you've seen Indy cars, Formula One cars, or even top fuel dragsters, you'll see contrails come off the wings when they're on their runs at high speeds down straightaways or on the drag strip. So, so it's absolutely. the same thing we saw absolutely. in yeah, top trail coming off the wings. Yep. All right, Bear, chemtrails, go. Well, I mean, to, to, I mean to just to play off of what Randy was saying about uh, temperatures at higher altitudes, I mean, think about it when you're uh, – well, um, when Kevin and I are on the landing, you know, the landing strip of, of you know, any airport, you know, in Las Vegas or in Texas, it's, it's hot as balls. And you put your hand on the window and it's hot. When you take off, that, that temperature on the window cools. So to play off of what Randy was saying. But I would like to, I would like to actually go to the Internet for this. Wikipedia says that uh, oh. the chemtrail conspiracy theory poses that the erroneous – belief that long-lasting condensation trails are chemicals consisting of chemical or biological agents left in the sky. So listen, uh, if that's the leading sentence off of Wikipedia, that if Wikipedia says it's erroneous, you know it's total bullshit. But it's, <laughs> I, I think that, I, I, you know, with all the things that, that Wikipedia does get wrong, with all joking aside, I think that, you know, I think this is a clear, clear example of people just really giving into way too much fear and literally grasping at straws. It, it, it's unbelievable the, the, the stuff that co people come up with to, to, to try and instill fear or to kind of make just believe, you know, bring, you know, things to light that just, just 
just aren't there. Aren't actual you know? things. Yeah, I mean, if you want to have a serious debate about conspiracy theories, let's talk about Bigfoot. I mean, that's oh, a serious yeah. debate. There, there, you go. there you go. <laughs> okay, but I want to point out, I want to point out one thing. As soon as Bear started talking about Wikipedia, his audio got weird. I'm just saying. <laughs> it got good. No, hey, 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 hey. I think we all believe in Big Brother, though, right? Like, I mean, come well, on. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you don't, you've got a problem. So my question for Kevin has nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> Can I get a ride? <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, how's married life treating you? Oh. Married life is amazing. Good man. Awesome. Amazing. That's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> Cheers. Man. Cheers. Congratulations. Cheers, Cheers to Kevin and Barb. Indeed. All right, Jordan. Uh, chemtrails. Uh, yeah, go. I mean, uh, just why? Like, wouldn't there wouldn't there be really more beneficial ways of accomplishing such things? Oh, you're taking my answer. Like, it, uh, you're literally stealing my answer. I mean, put it in the water for crying out loud. Well, like vaccinations? Haven't they seen Batman Begins? Put it in the water, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. it's the it's the most. Well, if they're gonna do like, it. Why would they do something that you can see? Yes, exactly. It's the stupidest way you could possibly ever do that. <laughs> it's the most it inefficient. Five G. It's the five G. But then, guys, it's it's these things provide these little communities that flat earthers, whatever they are, they. All, they get to belong in these little that's exactly fun little right. groups. They something they know something that we all don't know. And Jordan, you stole my chemtrails answer. It literally would be the most inefficient possible way of, of like putting a chemical down on the population. Like most of it would have blown away into like, you know, some random spot in New Mexico before it would ever land on us, which makes it just ridiculous. But yeah, I think I think Jordan's right. Like the thing is, is like, and I've watched some documentaries on these things, and not to like actually take a serious note on this, but these. People that get into this stuff, it's like a community, and they doesn't matter. The, the truth part of it doesn't matter. It's just the fact that they all think that they know something that we all don't know, and now they're like a community of people that that know all something that we don't know. And part of that makes me just kind of sad in a way. Like it's sort of like it's kind of a sad. It's kind of a sad. They need to find the dojo. Yeah, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Eric. It sounds like you're talking about Sweater's dojo, huh? It sounds like you're talking about Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much so. I thought that's what he was talking about. All right. Yeah, that's not what he was sure. talking about? All right, so let's wrap this up. Bear, uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Where can people find you and the other stuff that you do besides Cigar Dojo Reviews, which are, by the way, phenomenal? Um, but what, where can people find you? Uh, well, when you, when you aren't reading my reviews on Cigar Dojo, and again, um, I would like to thank you and Jordan for having me uh, on the show and giving and humbling me and giving me the privilege of writing for your esteemed website. I really do appreciate it. Um, it is, it's incredible. Uh, it's an incredible privilege of mine. And so thank you very much. So when you're not reading your reviews, uh, my reviews on your website, uh, you can uh, check me out every Sunday night for my show. Uh, El Oso Fumar takes, uh, we got a show coming up this Sunday. We're going to be commemorating the 65th anniversary of the death of Winston Churchill with Klaus Kellner. And we're going to be doing a vertical tasting of the Churchill size in the Winston Churchill and the Winston Churchill late hour. Oh, um, cool. And so you can check it out every Sunday. Uh, check out my Facebook page, El Fumar. And you can also catch me uh, on uh, every, pretty much every other week on Cigar Coop Primetime Special Edition. I'm the co-host with uh, the esteemed William Cooper, Cigar Coop. 
Uh, we have a lot of fun. We do interviews, but we also do nice topical discussions, sort of like what we do tonight, uh, what we did tonight, uh, that are industry, uh, more industry focused and everything, not conspiracy theories. But we have a lot of fun, too, like we did tonight as well. And uh, that's uh, where you can see that. And if you want to come buy some cigars from me when there's not a uh, pandemic going on, you can come to Michael's Tobacco of Euless in Euless, Texas. Uh, and I am a uh, part-time tobacconist there. Um, so I would love to sell you a cigar and uh, and. In, you can enjoy a beverage because I can't drink on the clock, but you can enjoy a beverage and I'll have some lively conversation with you. There he is, folks. Bear Duplissa. Duplissy. Thank you. Duplissy. What? Duplissy. Hey, Duplissy. Duplissy. Come on, Jordan. man. A for effort, brother. It's all good. You guys know that I get every last name wrong. Uh, Kevin, uh, tell folks about uh, your reviews on the dojo. You got any coming up? I actually just turned in my uh, latest review last night, so hopefully that'll be live here in the next couple of days. The uh, Kudzu Lustrum. So, Ooh, Southern draw. Looking forward, looking forward draw. to looking forward to seeing uh, what everybody mm. thinks of my take on that. I was actually actually really impressed with that cigar. All right, you know, it's got for, that you know, uh, people, medio tiempo wrapper, huh? Yes, it does. It was. Uh, to see what you rated it. <laughs> and finally, we've got Robbie and Randy. You guys got a show coming up Wednesday. You're starting the Carojo Wrapper uh, Odyssey. Tell us about that. Rob, go ahead. I'll go. We've got Carojo. We are kicking off Carojo. Um, it's going to be very exciting. We've got a lineup. Randy, you can tell everybody to line up at the cigars. Uh, I don't have it in front of me right now, but we're starting off with, uh, as we, we haven't really had a lot of guests on the, uh, the Flavor Odyssey um, episodes, at least in, in season one, we didn't have any. In season two, we're, we're launching each new rapper with a guest. And this rapper, we're going with the guy who knows Corojo, as far as I'm concerned, better than maybe anybody in the industry, is Dion Giolito from Illusione Cigars. Nice. I will let you guys know on Monday what the pairing is going to be. And, uh, Randy, do you want to let everybody know what the rest of the cigars that we're going to be smoking is after this <coughs> first episode? It's a hell of a line. It, it, it is. So we, we chose, Dion, to Rob's point, uh, he, uh, the Illusioni portfolio is just chock full of amazing flavor. Uh, wrapped cigars. Uh, we will be following up with another Aguinorsa leaf-produced uh, product with the Foundation El Huehuense, uh, which to me is Ooh. is Nicaragua incarnate in a cigar. Uh, we will then be going to the Aguinorsa leaf Buena Cosecha and wrapping it all up with uh, a product brought to us by the godfather of Corojo outside of uh, Cuba, and that would be the JRE Corojo Ooh. Reserva. Yes. And, uh, yeah, very exciting. Uh, to, to Rob's point, man, we're, we're, we're thrilled to have Dion uh, represent the brand, the, the rapper for us. And so we're going to try and get uh, geeky with him and really talk about you know, fermentation practices, uh, flavor profiles, uh, different uh, origins of Corojo, how, how they vary from, from one uh, Nicaraguan uh, microclimate to another. And uh, I'm super, super excited about it. Yeah, this this first episode with Dion is going to get we're going to get kind of nerdy. Uh, I, with that being said, I'm not exactly sure what the cigar we're going to be smoking. He has done so many cigars that feature that Corojo wrapper. Uh, but we'll let you know, like I said, on Monday, we'll let you guys know what that what that uh, wrapper is. But with that being said, if you want to join us and pair 
you can really grab like 75, 80% of any Illusione cigar that's uh, been produced has that wrapper on it. I don't know if that's, I haven't done the math, but that's pretty damn close. <laughs> um, so yeah, this, this, these next four episodes are going to be a ton of fun because we're smoking some phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal cigars. All right, nice. sounds good, boys. Can't wait for that. Uh, I'll be there Wednesday as well, having a good time with Jordan uh, producing the show. Um, That's right. Until then, next uh, Smoke Night Live is going to be a Independence Day episode. I'm not going to say Ooh. who the guest is, but we'll have some fun next Friday. We blow some stuff up. We're going to blow. We're going to blow some stuff up. Explosion. It's going to be phenomenal. So um, until next week, we'll see you guys then. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks to everybody on Facebook playing along with us. I had a great time. It's Friday night, so like, uh, get out your Dojo app. Let's see what you're listening to and what you're smoking and what you're drinking. We'll just have fun all night long, all the rest of the night as we go. And then when we wake up tomorrow with giant headaches, we'll think about how much fun we had tonight. Yes. It'll be amazing. So thanks to all of our guests. Thanks to Bear. Thanks to Kevin. <clears throat> thanks to Robbie. Thanks to Randy. And of course, thanks to our, our fantastic producer, Jordan. Until next week, remember, never, never smoke. Hello! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Introducing the all-new Romeo y Julieta Passion. The story of this cigar dates back almost a year during a visit to the Flor de Coupon factory in Honduras we witness the endless amount of passion and love the workers put into each and every cigar. This hand-rolled cigar uses a blend of Dominican and Honduran filler tobaccos, along with a rich and flavorful binder from the U.S. The wrapper is a zesty Ecuadorian Habano leaf that offers up notes of pepper, leather, nuts, and a dash of cocoa. Ignite your passion and pick up a box of the Romeo y Julieta Passion at jrcigars.com.